0: 48 of The Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed.
1: I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> and let's start out like... <laughs> I'm just it going to go in real low. Like, yeah, 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 it's me. Yeah, yeah, you already know my name. What's up? It's me, Sean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think we'll start like we always do with releases of the week. Yeah,
1: sure, why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so enthusiastic.
1: My nipples are hard, at all the time, so <laughs> just,
0: let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Okay, our first release of the week is Epic. It's that movie. It's a uh, from the creators of Ice Age, uh, the year's funniest, most exhilarating animated adventure. Transported to a magic world, a teenager is recruited by a nature spirit, Queen Tara, to help leafmen save their forest from evil warriors.
1: It's basically Thumbelina. Yeah. <laughs> Not so epic. <laughs> We've seen it before. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was pretty good, but uh, eh. Steven Tyler's in it. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to make a <laughs> Okay. Even when I dream of you, that's <laughs> where right I still miss you, babe. I don't want to make a <laughs>
2: Sorry.
3: All right. That musical break brought to you by
1: (laughs) Sprite. All
0: right, so what's next? Next is Scary Movie 5. Oh, scary movie. (laughs) (coughs) Of course, it's a long line of their scary movies, which. uh, Did it come out in the theaters?
1: Yeah, very briefly. Okay. I mean, it was it was Scary Movie 5 and then the spoof of the Paranormal Activity. Okay. Like, at the time, they were going to make Scary Movie 5, and it was the Wayne Brothers and all that kind of stuff, but then something happened, and Scary Movie 5 is the one with uh, Charlie Sheen, and there's a big scene between Charlie Sheen and um, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. And then that's like, ooh, the big big draw. But then I think the people who were going to do the movie, the Wayne brothers and all kind of stuff, decided, you know, we don't want to make that movie, we're going to make our own, and they went with the paranormal activity kind of spoof. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Next on our list is Peter Pan Return to Neverland Special Edition. Came out on Blu-ray for the first time for their Disney vault, so uh, Peter Pan fans, if you want to enjoy that, there's uh, another one for you to enjoy. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I'm just going to go keep going (laughs) next on our list is Star Trek Enterprise the complete second series on Blu-ray
1: nothing nothing. Nothing? I mean (laughs) I'll be honest I think I stopped watching that show like halfway through the first season okay I mean even What's Your Face to Paul was our name yeah what was the actress's name Uh, Jolene Blaylock okay oh pulled that out of the all collective ass um yeah, she was hot as a Vulcan and all, but it just didn't really, I mean, I, and I like Captain Archer, right. you know, Sam Beckett,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Scott
1: Backula. Scott Bacula. yeah, yeah. but you know, um, yeah, all right, I mean, I'll eventually like wait for it later, maybe one day when it's all like cheap, cheap, cheapity cheap.
0: Right, yeah, <laughs> if that ever happens with Star Trek. So what's next? Next is Being Human season five. The British versions came came out today. Yes,
1: and I think it's also the final season. Yes, it is. Okay,
0: and uh, this is actually being aired right now on BBC America. So if you guys don't want to wait around oh, week okay. after week, it's every Saturday to see it. You want to you see just it on one shot? Go and
1: buy it. Just go out and buy it. I mean, it. I do know that the original three aren't in it anymore. So like these, this last two seasons, I think, have been three new like. Oh, just what so happens? Come and knock on our door. <laughs> Take a step that it's new. The kisses are the vamps and wolves and ghosts. Three's company, too. <laughs> um, yeah, they just so happened to find another vampire, another werewolf, and another ghost to all live in the same house. Mm-hmm. So, and let the wackiness ensue. So, I can see the reason why it's like the last season. <laughs> I kind of stopped after season three on BBC America. All right. But, I mean, I like the show. I thought it was good. I don't know where it went and how it's going to end. So, again, I'll get that and, you know, eventually. I mean, I've always been trying to keep up with the Americanized version of it. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, Well.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, what's next? Next is Donkey Kong Country.
0: This is a short-lived series uh, in 1997. They're putting it out on DVD for the first time. Why? Um, because Nintendo fans requested it. Really? No, I don't know.
1: Let's (laughs) face it. It, Nintendo fans are probably like still being Donkey Kong. What's that? What's what Mario first was? Oh, so it's like an origin story. Yeah, right. Sure. (laughs) You know, if you consider running up a bunch of plaques trying to save a princess, poor Mario can never get the princess. Right. Never get her. She's been dick teasing him for. decades (laughs) decades <laughs> Mario give it up bitch doesn't want you right Yeah. You know, sorry Mario it's me Mario dude maybe shave the poor mustache you might get better play <laughs> maybe that's your problem but it's Mario I need the mustache no 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 work no. no. no, worked for Tom Selleck for a while oh Tom Selleck <laughs> he's a great I love him P.I. <laughs> Do you know he was once be Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yes. Mario. Mario knows these things. <laughs> well, thank you, Mario. Thank you for that update. And my brother, Luigi. <laughs> me no like him. <laughs> always trying to stick me up. I come out with the game, Luigi has to come out with the game. <laughs> Mama always liked me best. and He could never take it. <laughs> What? You now they can just let that bitch, Princess Peach, love me. Maybe I need to look into another woman. I wonder what that Zelda girl's doing. Maybe Link and I could swap. You could do a special episode of Wife Swap. Yeah. <laughs> Link, it's me, Mario. Take take Princess Peach. But dude, you never get her. I know, maybe you have a better luck. <laughs> Hey, me, love. Hey, Mario. Luigi, what's up? Mario, what are you doing? <laughs> Give it up, Mario. She doesn't love you. She loves me. Oh, Luigi, what are you talking about? Princess Peach, she loves me. Go away, Mario. We've been, we've been sleeping together for years. Why do you think she keeps going from castle to castle? The right away from your stalking ass. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Luigi, don't be talking to me that way. (laughs) Guys, guys, settle down. We're trying to do a show here. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're so sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, I hear some barrels coming. Guys, might run away. (laughs) Look, there's a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What's next?
0: Finally, on the movie front. Abduction special Blu-ray director's cut came out. Of course you obviously don't know this movie. Not even a clue. <laughs> Let alone but, there's a special Blu-ray director's cut? Yes. This was actually made by a director called uh, John Riccio and one of our co-hosts that constantly comes on the show Dave Sipon is retarded Charlie <laughs> in this in this movie. So I just wanted to mention that that it finally came out in Blu-ray special edition director's cut. So All
1: right, so where can you pick up this gem of a movie?
0: Well, you can pick it up in Amazon.
3: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: and actually, it's in, in a lot of. Uh, the original was in Best Buy for a while. They only had like one or two copies, but you could buy it in the yeah, store. So good for Dave. Yeah, so that's that's the movie releases for the week. What's next, uh, Ed? Let's go to video games.
1: Let's go to video games.
0: I'm not. I'm going to skip over the first one because we're going to save that for last. Best for last, I think. Okay. And the uh, first one we'll do is the Bureau XCOM de- XCOM Declassified.
1: Yes, this is uh, for those people who don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of was look. I was actually thinking about getting this game. Okay. It's basically I back a long time ago. There was a like a strategy game called XCOM.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And it's a bunch of UFOs, and you kind of have to like it's more strategy where you have to build bases and get you know kill aliens and get stuff. And right. they re they've re kind of. They modernized it a little bit for the UF, uh, XCOM on, um, I forget the name. I think it's XCOM Classified or Enemy Within, I think. I forget the name of it. Okay. And I bought it. Goes to show you how well it was because it played just like all the other XCOMs. It, graphics were a little better, but it's like, okay, well, you guys need to go here and do this. And then if you do it in China, China will put more money into the XCOM research, but Because you picked the China one and not the France one, the France one's pissed off you, so they're not going to put much money in. So you got to have to kind of, okay, and then you got some technology, and then you have to put money towards hiring, you know, engineers and stuff like that. I mean, if you're really in the strategy, it's not bad. Yeah, but sometimes I'm in the mood, but sometimes I'm not. Right. Most of the time I'm not. But this this game, the the bureau, is kind of like XCOM's first person shooter in the world of XCOM. Oh, really? Where but I hear it's not that good. <laughs> to be quite honest, <laughs> it's right. you know, it's what the worst part is a third person shooter from the developers of Bioshock Two. Right, Bioshock Two is a really good game and yeah. very popular. But for some reason, I was watching this whole article, like this whole video about the actual game itself and how mm. many times they tried switching things to try to make it. They want to make it exclusively for you. It's like you, you're on the field commanding your troops. Okay, versus. Being the omnipotent, you guys do this, and then then doing it that way, right? Where you're like you're making calls on the fly, so then each guy has like their own special abilities, and you have like it it seems like really complicated, yeah. And a lot of people are just like, this game sucks, right? And I feel bad (laughs) because I think XCOM is a really good series, but they never, never really kind of nail down what they want to do, or get enough popularity to go and go. Oh my god, this is a great game, yeah. Like, if you're going to go first-person shooter, go first-person shooter. If you're going to go third-person shooter and just make it you and not have to control troops, like, if you're going to, you don't have to have it be exactly like, like, a different variation of a game that's already been out, like, less than a year. Okay. You know, why not just try something different in the world of XCOM? I would have been perfectly fine with a third-person shooter if it was just me and my troops and let them do whatever they want to do. Right. Kind of like a Gears of War kind of thing or a Halo type thing. Right. it just doesn't deal I mean, I give them credit for wanting to try to go outside the box, but they never... It's like, we want to do something different, and I give them props for going different, but I think that they're too scared to get away from what they think the core gamers of XCOM want. Mm -hmm. So they kind of go, okay, let's try this, but keep it in the same rules. Yeah. And I just don't think it really fits well. Well,
0: okay. Well, there you go. I don't know what else came out. Tom Clancy Splinter Cell Blacklist Paladin Multi Mission Aircraft Edition.
1: Woo, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I ain't saying that again. It's actually, the game is just actually Tom Clancy Splinter, Splinter Cells Blacklist. Yes. That's the name of the game. The Paladin Multi Mission Aircraft Edition. I actually saw it at GameStop. Yeah. And the big thing is, it's like a super special thing that it actually comes with a flyable plane. Oh really? We're like a remote, like uh, one of those remote patrol planes. Oh yes, yes,
0: yes. Hobby grade plane recommended for animator pilots with flying experience. For beginners, we hire indulge watching our flying tutorial video. And, yes. Uh, so yes.
1: So it's it's definitely one of those like you like there's handheld things. You see, they think, you know, I'm not really into the Tom Clancy series. I mean, I've heard really good things about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and look if you want if you want the whole thing and a game, you know. Yeah. yeah. it wouldn't be bad. But living in the city, I really don't see like <laughs> what in the airplane. <laughs> like, hey, look at me. Maybe I give it like a nice feel or take it to the park, maybe. Yeah. In case it crashes, but I don't know. Yeah, hey, we each his own.
0: <laughs> right. So what else came out? The Walking Dead came out.
1: Okay. You might want to clarify that because what's that game about? Because I actually have the Walking Dead game. Now, I think that there's more this is like a special edition kind of. Yeah, so
0: I'm, I'm reading this real, real quick here as as you were talking, so so I could read it. For, so it's, it's The Walking Dead's complete first season includes all five episodes of critically acclaimed series. Per cli- wow! Plus a special episode, 400 days.
1: Yes. Okay. So you're the play
0: is Lee Everett, who was been given a second chance in life. Wow. Okay, yeah, I yeah, know this guy, one. Guy, I guy, got, guy, got this guy. one. Go ahead.
1: Okay, it's. I was kind of leading you up, hoping that maybe you've like I like I did because I skimmed it before we went on air.
0: <laughs> but I'll basically just copy and paste stuff. <laughs>
1: read it. Basically, um, <laughs> the, there's a new downloadable game called The 400 Days, yeah. which is takes place 400 days at the end of like at the end of Walking Dead. Yeah, the game. There's like 400 days have passed, and like now you're you're kind of new people, and like you kind of see like it's almost like a. Bonus kind of episode of like, hey, what happened 400 days after all the shit that you went through in Walking Dead? Okay. So, like, if you play The Walking Dead, I understand there's like multiple endings, and I think that that game kind of, whatever you ending you choose, it picks up from there. Mm-hmm. You know, like your consequences and stuff like that. I mean, I personally enjoyed The Walking Dead by Telltale Games. Yeah. I wasn't too much of a fan of the Daryl Dixon Walking Dead survival game. Right. Just seemed to be like, it was like a first person shooter. It seemed to be like a lot going on. Okay. And it really did seem like, granted, I know it's a zombie game, so there's hordes of zombies, but it didn't really let you really build on learning how to play a game. It kind of dropped you in and go, go. You know, you figured, oh, it's just shooting zombies. You know, but you actually had to do like missions where you had to run over here to get this, to get that, and get. It became like like a. you know, like those old adventure games where you had to go pick up like twenty different things. Like you right. would say, you have the key, and yeah. you won't give me the key until I give you gas. And then I have to go over to the gas station, but to get into the gas station, I got to do this guy a favor by going over here to get that. Right. And while all this is happening, you have to kind of avoid zombies and shoot zombies, and you're just like, well, I just want to go. What? <laughs> but the um, the Walking Dead game from Telltale Games was very like every it was there were episodes. And most of it was do this or do that. Like, you have to f- make decisions on the fly. Right. And, and then what you picked correlated to what happened. And it was it was really, really, really good game.
2: Okay,
0: cool. What came next? Next is Super New Super Luigi U. Oh,
1: see, that's what I was talking about. It's me, Mario. I came out with the game not too long ago. And now here comes here comes Luigi with the new game. Hey, Mario, I'm just trying to make a living here. Hey, I'm just trying to make a living. Why? Well, I got to put up with my girlfriend, Princess Buttercup. Hey, Mario, what do you mean? So I think this is actually Luigi's first... Uh,
0: major platform game I mean usually yeah. he does a lot of uh, 3DS or DS yeah, games yeah this you know, is I think of, the
1: first console game. game right for him yeah so, well. so apparently like Luigi has stepped up he's you now graduated to become console game worthy yes again it's Nintendo and it's just like come on guys like really a Luigi game um, let me guess it's probably gonna be just like a Mario game like yeah. you have to jump up shit you have to hit stuff from underneath and just because it's Luigi makes a completely different game no it's the same game just into a guy.
0: Well, he's. they say he's the green hat and hero, and he's with his trademark high jump, and he experienced experience over 80 new courses. So there you go. So you got uh, 80 new courses to try with Luigi, and a super high jump.
2: Woo! Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. Right?
1: Uh-huh. Well, what's next?
0: And finally, oh, yeah. for video games, this is the one I've this was the big best one. for last. So Saints Row 4 came out.
1: Yes, yes, and there's a couple versions. There's the regular Saints Row 4. Yes. Then, if certain stories, you can get the free upgrade to the um, Commander-in-Chief edition. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like me and get the super dangerous Wub Wub edition. Wub <laughs> 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 So, I know you played it today. Cause yes, because you- I picked up my midnight release for the super dangerous Wub Wub edition. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> um, okay, well, what came with the Wub Wub edition? Yes. <laughs> it's a... For those people who have played, I'm going to just mention some characters that who who played the game kind of already know. I don't think Ed's played any of the other. I don't think you played. I played, played
0: Saints Row Three.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the, in the super dangerous whoop whoop vision, <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a like a little statue, a like marble statue of Johnny Gat. Okay. Um, it also came with a kind of like I forget the exact name of the gun. I'm sure it's probably right here. The apocalypticized dubstep doomsday, doomsday gum, gun. Okay. Which kind of looks like a DJ table. And when you push the gun, I should have brought it. Yeah. You know, I should have just brought it because it, it plays music. It's like, winny, winny. it plays like a super, like, you know, like club music, you know. <laughs> Apparently in the game, it's a gun and it hits with, with sonic waves kind of thing. Okay. And then it also came with a um, button, like, you know, the old red button to, because what happens is in this story, Pretty much the Saints, who have started off in the first two games, were just thug gang members. It was basically a rip-off of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And then I felt like the third one, they kind of... The game's always been designed to kind of make fun of all the other games that are out there. Right. Which is the reason why I think I enjoyed the third one probably more because it really went right into the face of the satire of those kind of games. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it because it took away from like a lot of the... Traditional missions from the first two, mm-hmm. but I gotta say I didn't really finish the first one. I don't think I finished the second one because a lot of the missions that you had were dependent upon how much reputation you had. Yeah, and some of the some of the stuff that I could do I couldn't do because it was like I didn't have enough reputation points. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh come on. And I think the third one took away from that. It gave you the reputation points so you could upgrade your character versus having the the respect points to open up new missions it became like more open world and and I and I really enjoyed that now in this episode Mm -hmm. of Saints Row 4 what happens is at at the end of the third game they kind of became like real popular like a household game yeah and the thing is that in the fourth one oh yeah sure they're like kind of pop icons but how much of a hero are you if you don't do anything really heroic so something happens at the beginning of the game where you capture like where you destroy a terrorist And you become so popular now you are now president of the United States. (laughs) So it's kind of funny seeing him walking through, you know, like your character's walking through as the pres. And there's people smoking pot in the White House. There's a stripper pole. And your vice president's Keith David. (laughs) 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 And then some of the other characters are in there, of course. But then the plot is an alien invasion happens. And you get kind of stuck in a virtual world, like a virtual prison. Yeah. And you have to wreak havoc to try to break down that system. So, okay, it plays really, really, like, a lot alike the third game. Yeah. Some people like that. I mean, it, it can almost be, like, a glorified downloadable, like, a like a DLC, like, downloadable content. Contact. Right. You know, like, it, it could really just be a big, giant patch. For this game, because <laughs> but there's certain like little changes. Like now they added like superpowers because you're in a virtual reality, right? So you can like do like super jumps, and you kind of like fly. You can run really fast, so which makes me happy because I don't need a fucking car at this point. Right? I just hit the button. I'm like, right. I almost feel like just going. So mean so far, I played it. It's been fun. It plays just like the, or the other one. Right. So I'm in, like, really happy. I'm in my mode of just kind of, like, kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, it's, it's been pretty fun. And I, of course, got the season pass. So I can get all the free shit, you know, instead of having to worry about paying for downloadable content. Right. As it comes up. And GameStop, I don't know if other stores are doing it, but GameStop was selling the season pass for 10 bucks versus, you know, like, and if you, th- the first three packs... That you can buy separately, I think total is like fifteen dollars. So you're already saving five bucks. Wow! Plus, that's only just the beginning. They usually go for like a, the next four or five months, giving you new packs. Yeah. So you wind up saving a, uh, probably a decent size amount of money for it.
0: That sounds yeah. That sounds great.
1: You know, so I, I highly recommend. That's definitely if you're a fan of the Saints Row three, you'll be a fan of Saints Row four. Oh, cool. That's. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. You know. It's, and the, the one-liners are still there. You What's nice, too, is if you can import... Like, um, you can actually import your character from the, thir- the third game, like the look, into right. the fourth game. Okay. Or you can just redesign a new guy completely. Okay. Or go onto... Like if, I don't know if you remember. You can go onto the community site and actually go, Oh, look, someone made this character that looks like whoever. Right. You can actually download that character, that skin, for your character. Like, you can actually play as someone else's own creation
3: okay you know
1: and it's got co-op where you can actually turn it on and I think somebody jump in and kind of play with you right if you wanted to I mean I'm Mr. just leave me alone (laughs) leave me alone don't talk to me so yeah I highly recommend that great great so what's next on the list
0: um do you want to go to nerd news do we have to no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, he's
0: so much under the cover so I mean.
1: no no let's go to the nerd news nerd news I don't want to close my eyes
2: <laughs> I
1: don't want to miss a thing of the nerd news okay what's up
0: alright well first I got some sad news Smallville actor Lee Thomas Young dies from suspe- suspected suicide at age 29.
1: Okay, well, uh, let's, I'm going to amend this first of all. He's okay. Yes, he is known in the geek community from Smallville. Yes. But he, he's recently been in the Rizzoli Isles TV show. Yes. So it's not like he was this this character actor that had no job. I mean, he literally was supposed to work. He, he was actually supposed to report to work that day.
0: Yes. They, they were looking for him from you, Rizzoli and Isles and then... The building manager actually opened the door to look for him and then found him, unfortunately. And, you know, sad news.
1: Sad news. I mean, he's 29. I mean, I'm going to say he kind of had the world. He, he was known as Cyborg in Smallville. I mean, Smallville.
0: He, I, mean I'm, I, I put below it, I put the, the list of all the things he's been in, in in his career. I mean, he was Jet Jackson. That's probably where, that's where we started, you know, in Disney. So that's, that's how we got a starting kind of thing. I mean, he did start to do a Johnny Tsunami TV movie.
1: I remember seeing the Jet Jackson TV show, the movie. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember a lot seeing a lot because I have a younger sister, and my mom was a big Disney fan. Yeah. See, have the TV show, so I know she. I know I've sat down to watch the Jet Jackson, and then when I saw him in, you know, he did Friday Night Lights. Right. And then you know, like it stuff was a lot of like mediocre B movies and stuff. Right. Um, he was in the Terminator Sarah, Chronic- Sarah Connor Chronicles. Side of Con- ah. <laughs> Played a couple episodes of Scrub. But I think, like, for people who kind of remember him as a more of an adult actor, he was basically Cyborg, uh, Victor Stone in Smallville for a couple episodes. Yes. You know, <clears throat> he actually was in, like, a separate episode, then he came back to do the whole kind of, like, mini Justice League. Right. I mean, that's of- the
0: thing. I, I mean, I, I think that really pro- propelled his career, though, a little bit because... You know, you didn't really know him too much in the other stuff. He was like yeah. minor characters, and then he was that, and that really got him to where he is today. I mean, he was Detective Barry Frost in Rosalian Isles.
1: And I, I was watching that show, and he's really he was he was really good in that uh, yeah. the show. I, I just I'll never understand why people do it. I, I, like, yeah. But then also too, I mean, I noticed that, and then there are news going through it. There is one other death this week that occurred that you didn't you did not pull. What was that? That was the older sister Lori from that '70s show. Oh, yes. She passed away, too. Um, kind of hmm. young as well.
0: Yes. It was early this week. It was, I think it was Monday.
1: Yeah. She uh, apparently died at, at the at a... She was trying to dry out. Um, she was in rehab. Yeah. And she passed away there. Yes. So it was just like, wow, Lori passed away. Like, woo. Like, that was kind of weird because I liked that show. Yeah. And I liked her. And then all of a sudden, I guess, after the show, I think she got fired or she quit. And they I think they brought a new Lori in.
0: Yes. <clears throat> and I didn't remember reading that in the article when I was <coughs> looking at it on Monday
1: and then she went down the whole downward spiral of most actors do at, you know when they have like a hit show and that's all they're known for yeah you know the I call it the different strokes <laughs> <laughs> oh. you know she goes and having the drugs and then she was finally trying to turn her life around and then unfortunately I think just I think just drying out just kinda was too much for her system and then bam gone you know that. You know, I, I. It is what it is at this point. Yeah. It's sad to see two young actors go, especially like especially the, um, what's his face. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Lee Thomas Young. Lee Thomas Young. I, don't know, I sound like a real hey dude. You're just talking about these but, but members' fucking name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyborg. Yeah. You know, <sighs> shame because I think that you probably could have pulled him out. For because he's young enough, he's twenty nine. I think if someone thought about it, you probably he probably could have reprised his role as Cyborg for the Man of Steel movies. Oh yeah, you know, he, the, the, or a Justice League movie because you're probably going to bring Cyborg in anyway. Right. So why not bring the kid in? You know. Yeah. But no, he has to go and ruin it by killing himself.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if they'd she'd bring him in for the Justice League movie only because they replaced. They didn't do Tom Elling. You know, and I mean he didn't want to do it anyway, but
1: yeah, well I mean Tom he was doing it for, yeah, but there's a difference between Tom Mulling. Tom Mulling was Clark Kent for ten freaking years. Yeah. You know, I, you probably could have offered him the movies and he probably I thought it would probably would have been a great he should have been for in Superman Returns. Yeah. You know, because he, he needed that kind of like mellow kinda of thing. That might have worked better. Than, yeah. I don't I'm, think I don't think Tom could pull off the man of steel because Tom was all, he, he, I'm going to say, but if I had to compare Harvey, whatever his name is, Henry Cavill. yeah. To Tom Welling, two completely to Superman. I think Tom is more traditional, old school. Like, he made me feel like he could carry the torch from Christopher Reeve. Right. Where? Because yeah. right, he had that, that that boyishly good looks. Right. And he was very like down to earth. He played Clark very mellow. Yeah, you know. And then he always like and I, I, particularly, I really liked him. I mean, I know Michael Rosenbaum, the guy who played Lex, is really trying to push to be Lex Luthor in the in the movie. I think he'd be great in it. I know he loved the character, and I, yeah. I think it makes sense. Like he's old enough.
3: Yeah, now yeah.
1: But I think they're gonna go bigger names. And they keep saying, everyone keeps saying Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah, because he's got that, that, he can pull off the bad guy. Yeah. But then some other people are trying to uh, petition for um, that guy Strong. Uh, I forget his first name, Mark Strong. Oh, okay. He was Sinestro. Yeah. And he was also uh, in the first Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah. He always plays kind of like a bad guy. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, well, look, you have him as Sinestro. Right. So he already kind of has a gig. Yeah. If they want to redo Green Lantern. Yeah. So why not give it to somebody else? Brian Cranston, I mean, I don't know. I think he's too old. I hate to say it like that. I think he's too old to play Lex Luthor because he seems to, because, okay, Henry Cavill's, what, uh, 30, I think he's 29 in real life. yeah. If you're going to want a guy who's going to play Lex Luthor and be around the same age, you're going to have to find a guy who's like in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Bryan Cranston's got to be close to his, four, you know, yeah, early four, 50s. 40, yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. Mark Strong probably has a better chance because he's probably like in his early 40s, maybe late 30s. Yeah. But I don't know. I think you go completely different. Uh, you know, eh, what would I know? We're not, we're not, we've already did the, who would you
0: cast? Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know who I'd cast for uh, for Lex. I mean, that's that's really tough. I mean, I, I the, the more I think about it, like, Cranston would be a good choice. I think he would make a great Lex Luthor. I do. But you're right. I think with the age of Superman, it should be around the same age, so it should be somebody a little younger. Well,
1: you know, it's funny. Like, I remember in the first Iron Man movie, you had Jeff Bridges play um, Obadiah. Yes. There is that one scene in the when he yells at this intern... Right, the scientist, yeah. The scientist. Yeah. He, like, this is Jeff Bridges, the dude, man. Yeah. He scared the crap out of me a little bit. I was like, holy mack, I've never seen him play, like, kind of heavy bad guy. Right. And then the kind of power he put into behind his voice and that scream, I was like, shave the beard, he'd make a pretty decent Lex Luthor.
2: Yeah.
1: Because of the way he just kind of, boom. Right. Like... And I was just like, ooh. And I thought that way back like when I saw Iron Man. I was like, wow, he kind of creeps me out. Like He was a little unsuspecting, which I think would work real well for Lex.
0: Yeah, because he's kind of like that nice guy when he's talking. When he's many. out in public, yeah. it's, um,
1: but, you know, I'm here to help everybody behind scenes. It's like, you son of a bitch! Superman! <laughs> that could be Lex. Yeah. <laughs> Superman! <laughs> just be overacting. <laughs> Damn you, Superman! I will get you! I will talk like this When I'm behind scenes But when I'm out in public I'm like hey How you doing I'm like so through <laughs> I'm here to help all you." No. no No You, can't, you think I pull up businessman No But Ed I'm just I'm I'm just A businessman I'm not I'm just trying to make a buck Like everybody else <laughs> And then behind the scenes Daniel Superman <laughs> I was going to put up Some freaky Funky accent <laughs> Throw my wig down! Damn you, Superman! <laughs> it will break you. Oh, Metal Luthor!
3: <laughs> yeah, I can see
1: you being. <laughs> you can that, see you being that guy, guy yeah. Luthor! <laughs> <laughs> that Beatty's role. Yeah, I can. I can see you pulling that one off. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. Hey, Luthor! what's uh, going on? Uh, Why do you think Superman's always doing that stuff? Taeyou. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Lex.
0: <laughs> I can see you being the goofy, kind of screw-up uh, science uh, assistant, you know?
1: You know what, though? I would have to insist on some point it into some sort of lab accident and become like a villain.
3: There you go.
1: I was just kind of like, like, look, okay, I'll play the dumb guy. <laughs> I'll play like the third, Okay, Lex. <laughs> I'll go get the thing, Lex. I'm going to get me a rabbit. And I'm going to name him George. And as long as at some point in the movie I get into some sort of horrible accident and I become like, I'll get you, Superman. Like, become like Brainiac or something. Like, I fall into a computer vat of electrons. And next thing you know, I'm like, Nipple Man. My nipples are hard and they shoot lasers. Pew, 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 pew. I fart toxic gas. I kinda of do that now. <laughs> you take that Superman. My krypton gas. Yeah. Kryptonite gas. Falls in the sky. <laughs> I fell into how did you get your powers? I was in the toilet and the next thing you know there was a little earthquake and this big spl- you know, splash up came up and was- I was eating
0: a hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: next thing I know, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm covered in crap and kryptonite rock. Next thing I know, I got these powers. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna I mean, I could keep it a secret. I could try to make money off of it, but I figure it's kind of an embarrassing power, so why not try to make some money off of it? I could let me just be a bad guy. I mean, that's probably my only power, kryptonite farts. Kryptonite fart. Like, I'm not much of a threat. I put a little mask on, a little you know, like I become like, you know like I become kryptonite. Gas man or something. a my. You suits, got a, you got a just an open hole for a butthole yeah, for your underwear. I got like like chaps, spandex chaps. Yeah. you know, <laughs> and like a little green like g string to cover <laughs> up the junk. You know, and like black tights with mean, black and green kind of motif. You know, like black like chaps and a green like speedo with the, with the ass cut out, like assless chaps. You know, gotta have the fringe. <laughs> the fringe. <laughs> and I wear like the tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> I am Krypton Man. Take that, Metropolis. <laughs>
2: There's
0: a heavy fog in Metropolis today. <laughs> it's a weird green sensation.
1: Sounds <laughs> like the work of the fog. <laughs> That's gonna be my name. That's what we see him. There comes the fog. As the fog rolls into Metropolis.
0: <laughs> Don't light any matches. <laughs> I'm here.
1: Who <laughs> who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> You might want to check your assless chaps. On They're assless chaps. They got nothing to worry about.
0: I'm sure, there's rundown on <laughs>
1: that. Know, that's, that's how I fly. Like, you kind of see me in like a sitting position as I'm going through the air, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> up, up, and out.
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's next? Okay, well, speaking of speaking of superheroes, yes. I think they're, my favorite actor is talking about how he could never be, he'd be a terrible Batman.
0: Yes, why Nathan Fillion believes he'd make a terrible Batman. Uh, he was talking to the EW and uh, was saying that he would, probably make a great Bruce Wayne but a horrible Batman and he knows it's a two for one package so
1: right but I love this Dagger doubts he has what it takes to produce the hero's signature growl he joked I wonder if my throat can take it (laughs) Fillion has heard your cries he knows the fans when certain actors play Batman but he suggests you promote with caution if you want to see a particular person as Batman I think one of the worst things you could do is shove it down someone's throat as far as a new director of Batman or new producers of Batman Probably the worst thing you do if there's someone you want to be Batman is sort of rally. Does he have a point?
0: Uh, no.
1: What's, what do you mean?
0: Well, I mean, if if you really believe that this actor should be, like, you know, I mean, I don't know if Nathan Fillion can really pull off Batman. There's a lot of other superheroes I can oh, think of. No, no, I don't,
1: I, I'll be honest, I don't think he can pull off Batman. I mean, I would be kind of cool because I think, but, but Nathan Fillion is too um, animated as an actor. Yes. I think that he needs, like, okay, he was the voice of Hal Jordan. Yeah. If you want to lighten up Hal Jordan, you get Nathan Filling, because right. he does a really good job in the voiceover. So why not throw him in the green tights? Yeah. Give him the ring. Let him have fun with that. Yeah. I think he'd be perfect as that.
0: Well, I also think, you know, this is a character that they rarely use, and, it's you know, people might get ticked off when I say it, but I think, you know, what good character he would be would be Plastic Man. No!
1: No, because Plastic Man didn't have the. Okay, I'm going to say right there. Nathan Fillion has rugged is ruggedly handsome. Yes. Okay, Plastic Man is not ruggedly handsome.
0: Well, you can always make a change.
1: No, no, you need. I think you need more of a comedic actor to play that role. Yeah. You know, like like an Eddie Murphy kind of character, a guy who can be able to kind of just ad lib on the fly, like right. that kind of caliber of comedian. I think Eddie Murphy in his heyday. Yeah. could play like a, a character where you let him be a superhero but also be able to ad lib mm-hmm. and be able to kind of go his own way like if, if Robin Williams was younger like a Robin Williams if Jim Carrey didn't have a stick up his ass every other week he'd be a good plastic man yeah but you don't have any animated comedians anymore right so that's I think for plastic man you need that animated comedian who can kind of turn dark if you need to which Jim Carrey would really, can really do dark real well yeah but also snap and be funny right I think Nathan needs he's relatively good looking. So I think he needs to be Hal Jordan or Wally West. Okay. You know, like give him give him a character who's like like light and fluffy but can also be heroic. You know, in a way. That's my but I mean but his but his question though how
0: is How about how about uh Captain Marvel?
1: I don't know much about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel always kinda of seemed to be kinda of like the uptight, you know we're talking yeah. about Marvel superheroes.
0: Yeah. He's D C.
1: Oh, you mean Shazam? Yeah. Okay, let's get it right, because he's no longer Captain Marvel. He's no longer Captain Marvel. No, he hasn't been Captain he's Marvel. He's always Captain Marvel. Marvel to me. He's he's now called Shazam, because everyone knows him as Shazam. Okay. So he's now officially in the DC Universe as Shazam, because they have a Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I was like, the Marvel Universe? Like, no, yeah, like that, right? I mean, if you want to go Marvel characters, I mean, I could probably see Nathan pulling off, like... A, Hmm, that's a good question. Who can I see Nathan pulling off? That's kind of a tough question. Yeah. I mean, I mean you can go, like, older Peter Parker, I can see him pulling off. Yeah, You know, because yeah. he's got that boyishly good looks, and he's ruggedly handsome. You know, <laughs> he's he's a puckish rogue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to find him the, the perfect character, I think. I mean, there's so many characters out there that you could think of, but it's like when you say a character you know like Hal Jordan yeah you're right Willie West yeah you know I could see that Willie West (laughs) the Flash
1: Wally 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 West West. that's all right. (laughs) I just don't want somebody geek going that bastard said his name wrong you know it's Wally West and he was the Flash from this year this age and this age slash so get it right Ed Call yourself a geekster.
0: I don't really like DC anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's Marvel. No, he's not. He's DC. <laughs>
1: now you have me confused. <laughs> but okay, his question you know, initially is: Do you think he's right? And by saying like, if like a whole wave of fans, let's say, go, we want this guy for like, this particular instance. No. So you think? But see, I think that. It's a, thin, it's a double-edged sword because, like, I personally think for Batman, mm-hmm. for the Man of Steel, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, Josh, if they get Josh Brolin. Yeah. But I also think Michael C. Hall, the guy who plays Dexter, would be perfect for Batman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely perfect. I know you're not a fan. You don't watch the show. No. But he plays a serial killer. Not that Batman is a serial killer, but he has that darkness that you throw a cowl on him, he could pull off Batman. Right. Because he has that... that Power. Like I gotta maybe sit you down and watch a couple episodes because he's so good at being bad, right? Or being dark. But yet he also has like a humor about himself. Okay, great at Batman doesn't. But I can see him pulling off the Bruce Wayne kind of being like lighthearted. Yeah, because and kind of in Dexter he's already playing a dual role because not only is he a serial killer, but his kind of secret identity is working as a blood splatter analysis for the Miami Police. Right. So he's kind of has to play like the normal human being kind of with a family and this and all that and then when, the, when it becomes night he becomes the serial killer. Yeah. So I think he already has a duality but I could be in the minority. Right. And I can be like Dear DC if you ever Man of Steel 2 please pick Michael C. Hall here's a reel of all his best stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he also played he also played a bad guy in Gamer. Yeah. And I thought he was brilliant in that too. But, like, if you – but if I, like, start this whole writing campaign and I bring it to the head of D.C. going, if you're going to pick somebody, we want this guy. Yeah. That might – he might be great in your eyes, but not – maybe not for the character they want to go with. Like,
0: Right. But the thing also, too, is, is that, like, a lot of, like, internet rumors that you hear is people basically doing that. Like, they – somebody mentions this actor for this role. And it's, like, that kind of thing. And then, like, news articles start going, you know, like – You know, so and so met with DC, and you know they're talking about it, and it's just like, you know, that and that's how they really kind of like the buzz starts. You know, so sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Yeah, I mean, mean, okay, well, I mean, of course, DC and and Marvel have their own ideas of who they want for for characters, and I
1: do think, but I mean, like I know that that kind of campaign actually worked for the guy who plays Alcide, the werewolf in True Blood. He had no idea about the show, and then. Like his fan base said that of the books, said that he would be perfect for Alcide. Mm-hmm. and it got the attention because it was such a big following of people agreeing that that it actually got the attention of the creators, and they went, you know what, that worked because we, he never was on their radar, right? But you're mentioning people like Brian Cranston, yeah, you know what, I'm sure is at the top of everyone's list to be an actor, yeah. But if you're going to go, like, old school or, like, somebody, like, a Michael C. Hall. Right. Maybe you can get away with it and make, like, to have somebody you go, oh, maybe it might work. Maybe it won't. Right. I don't know. I mean, I just kind of feel like it could work, but it could also blow up in their face. Like, everybody's going, oh, well, you we know, we don't like that guy. Right. So. Who knows. Yeah, yeah, right, whatever. So, you got any other news articles there, Ed? No, we're all done with the news. Okay, good, because uh, I had a little interesting excursion over the weekend. Oh, yes. It was Monster Media.
0: Yes. It was
1: always fun. Always fun. I mean, obviously, we talked about it when it was in March. Yes. You, you and I both went, but unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, you did not go. No, I couldn't go. I, yeah, I went because it's the time I spent with my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephew. Yeah. And, but this one I, I wanted to go to. Now, first off, the big names were Carrie Fisher. Yes. Because she canceled the last time. Yeah. <laughs> but they also had um, <clears throat> George Romero. Okay. Christopher Lloyd. Wow. Okay. Danny Glover. Uh, Gary Busey. All right. Um, the three actors from the American version of Being Human were all there. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, Ginger Lynn Allen, porn star Ginger Lynn, was there, <laughs> along with the actress from an old B movie called Frankenhooker. <laughs> Did you ever hear <laughs> you ever, you ever, you ever that movie? I've heard
0: of it. But I've never seen it now. I
1: think everyone's heard of it, but I've actually seen it. Yeah. It's, it's an old, like, I would say, like, late. Late to early 90s. Okay. You know, like late 80s, early 90s kind of movie where it's a B-movie where a kid makes a a Frankenstein kind of thing, but it's a woman and she becomes a hooker. It's been so long since I've seen it, I can't even remember. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: Also, Malcolm McDowell was there. Really? Yes. The man who killed Kirk was there. Yeah. Now, thats I'll be honest, that is the sole reason why I went. Okay. I mean, Carrie Fisher, I do... I didn't get to see because I couldn't. Honestly, I'm limited on funds.
0: Was there, it was a long line though for her?
1: It was. It was at the door, like with her and George Romero. They had like outside the building. Yeah. And they kind of take in groups to go because Carrie Fisher was upstairs. Okay. So you kind of had to pile people into an elevator, and then take her up, take up upstairs. Wow. Now I've never been upstairs for any kind of star, so I don't really know what the setup is up there, but. <clears throat> I did hear through the rumor mill, like through the winds of the show, mm-hmm. that anybody who got to see Carrie Fisher, after she got done signing an autograph, she took glitter, like get a glitter glue or something and put it on your face. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm walking around the place and I see people sporadically with like glitter on their face. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember paint, paint face, face painting here, but
3: yeah. all right. Maybe
1: it's just, <laughs> maybe it's just something I missed because there's a lot going on. There. Right. Yeah. But then it wasn't until, like, later that day, it was like, sweet, so, so Carrie Fisher's, like, I guess, smudging, like, giving, like, a whole, like, I guess, you know, like, <laughs> Ash Wednesday kind of feel on the forehead or stuff. <laughs> like, you have been blessed. You have met Princess Leia.
0: I just saying, like, like, how weird is that? Like, you, you it must have been, like, the, throwing the photo ops or something like that, you know, like, click. And then she <laughs> just straight in the face. And you're like, thanks.
1: I, I, and that's the thing. is like, now you're stuck with the rest of it for the rest of the day going, Okay, so Princess Leia touched me, not in a good spot, and now I got shit on my face. That I can't go see any other stars because when I take that picture, it would be like, yeah, Carrie Fisher was here.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> but it almost you were like, marked by Carrie Fisher. Yes, in the
1: name of the Vader, the Skywalker, the 3PO, and the R2, I have now dubbed you worthy to talk to Leia. <laughs> That's wild. So, and also, too, who was there... Um, wish I could remember the actor's name I mean I wish Dave was here yeah. to Sip Sipon because he he kind of worked the show a little bit I oh, mean by really? working he kind of wandered around Yeah, he did ask us if we wanted to do um, a little thing for Nerd Remix you know oh, cause yeah. he, but he really had no plans but a couple people that were there were asking him about it and he was like well if he had enough people asking he would do something real quick Okay. so he came when I saw him he kind of asked and I was like well if you need me to I will but right. I kind of feel like it's, it'd be weird without Ed. Yeah. You know, because we are, you know, the geeksters. Yes. We are geeksters, by the way. Not the geeksters. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> yes. But yet, you keep putting in all the posts hey, it's Ed from the geeksters. <laughs> I like confusing them. <laughs> so, so, you know, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know what? If, if if you weren't planning to do it, you know, don't, don't go out of your way to do it. Right. You know, there'll always be plenty of time. Plus, with the radio show you'll be on plenty of times for that. You know, yeah, now since we've, you know, to let everybody know, we will be starting on aquanetradio.com on live on Sundays from 7 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Yes. But we'll get more into that later. Later, right. Um so I was just like, you know, when you come onto the show, you know, the live show, we can have fun that way. Um and, but I went because another of the actors, in, and he knows, he's better with names than I am. Yeah. As far as, like, no... Well,
0: especially all the horror movies. I mean, he's really good at that stuff.
1: Well, there was, um, in the first X-Men movie, the guy who played the senator...
0: Oh, yes. That's right. He was there, too. I yeah, why, yeah, he was
1: there. And I wish I could remember his name. And I feel bad that I can't. Yeah. But and he's been in a gazillion other things. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And... It was kind of. I felt kind of like. I'll get to that. I felt kind of sad for the guy, because there's always like. You see, and Jake Busey was there too. Okay. Along with Gary Busey, I think I, yeah. think I mentioned that. Yes. Um And then there were some like horror movie people that I didn't know. There was two girls from the new Stephen King show, The Dome, Under the Dome. Oh, really? Were there? Okay. I think one plays like a. Le- I don't, I've never ever seen the show. I think there's no, a, there's a lesbian either. character. I think. She was there, and somebody else it was like two young girls. A uh, Carl from The Walking Dead was there. Okay, I didn't see him. It's funny; he's always there, but I've yet to see the kid. <laughs>
0: you know? I saw him at the last one.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so I went specifically for Malcolm McDowell. Okay, you know he is the guy in my growing up, in my formidable years, my teenage years. It was, you know, Clockwork Orange. You know, of course, Generations, but Caligula.
0: Oh, there's a ton of movies. I mean, like you know, because I was I was going kind of going through things because I remember watching. There was a movie called Airwolf. I don't know if you remember that one from the 80s.
1: There was a TV show called Airwolf.
0: Oh, not Airwolf. I'm sorry. Blue Thunder. Oh, okay. I remember Blue Thunder. It was a helicopter movie. I knew yeah, that. with Roy Scheider. Yeah. He was the bad guy in that movie. He was? Yes.
1: And I love that movie. I guess because I always remember Roy Scheider.
0: But the thing is is that he didn't look like him because he had like a different hairstyle. Like, okay. Like darker hair. Like He didn't have like the, that iconic gray hair now right. that he has in a lot of his films that you see him in. But like he look totally different and it like took me a while I was I'm watching it like a month ago and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. It's Malcolm McDowell. Oh, well, also too, like he is the sole one of the sole reasons why I watched that TV show Franklin and Bash. Because oh, he yeah. plays their boss. That's right. And what I find funny about the show is is that in this season, um they now live in Malcolm McDowell's like Malibu house. Yeah. The Franklin and Bash. Okay. Well, there's a room in the house, I think it's like the main kind of room, on the wall. And it's got to be an inside joke unless you, um, because what it is, it's a painting of the cover of A Clockwork Orange. The triangle <laughs> with Malcolm McDowell's, you know, the whole thing. But yeah. you can't really tell it's him because one, he's younger, he's got the Bola hat on and, yeah. the, and the, you know, the fake eyelash. And right. It's the classic, you know, cover. Yeah. So I always giggle every time I see it. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's such a great inside joke!" Because it it, is—it's a work of art. I mean, I would love to know who designed it and see if there's a print because it's beautifully done. Mm. But I find it funny that it's a Malcolm McDowell's character's (laughs) house. Like, it's like, (laughs) dude, come on, that's a great inside joke. Yeah, and they show it at least four or five times in the episodes. You know, because they're always—that seems to be like their main talking room. You know, (laughs) so every time I'm like chuckling. But so. I get... We get there. My It's like... We get there. My sister... We, we get the... What's called the vendor's pass. Okay. Which allows us to get there an hour early before it actually opens. Really? Yes. Can you, and, can you go in? Yeah, or? you can go in. You can walk around. Okay. You know, a lot of the vendors don't have their sheets on top because they're not officially starting okay, yeah, yet. They're yeah. not really officially open exactly. Yeah. But there's some are who are setting up and you probably could sneak in like a purchase or not. But what it is, it's a really nice way to kind of getting a layout. Yeah. You know, like there's so much going on you kind of get like okay well who's where's this person at where's that person at like maca mcdowell george romero and the guy from the x-men were all in one room mm-hmm. carrie fisher was upstairs yeah everybody else was in this big holding cell of like tables you right. know where you walk up and you go like you know that big massive room that you've seen yes so um so we get through like an hour later. plus it's in a it's in a um I guess like a hotel, mm-hmm. and so parking's scarce. Yeah, so we get there an hour early, so we know we have a parking spot like real close. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because
0: I'm a, I always get the regular pass, and I have to park way
1: <laughs> out there. Yeah, you need needed where you park. I need you a need, shuttle to get back. You need a GPS locator to get you to the hotel and back to your car, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: where we since we go with the hour and it's. And to be honest, you should try it next time because it's only ten bucks extra. Okay. And we get there like at the like way, like an hour early and. I think the longest we've had a walk was like two minutes, <laughs> you know, opposed to like the twenties sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm walking like it's it's hot. weather, usually mild to hot weather. Yeah. And I'm a big guy, so if I walk like a minute, I'm like, <sighs> and I'm, I'm, sweat's pouring off. Yeah. Me. yeah. And I'm gonna go into this room where I'm gonna get my photo of people, and I'm gonna look like a hot sweaty mess. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hi, hi, Princess Leia. Don't mind the sweat. <laughs> you, know. you let me
3: glitter you Yeah exactly
1: <laughs> Let me just throw some glitter in your face Oh my god I'm blind <laughs> Use the force now You don't need your eyes Don't trust them <laughs> <clears throat> So like I said My goal was to go to see Malcolm McDowell Yeah I love the guy I think I've seen it. And also he was also the Dr. Loomis in the remake of Halloween Right So I brought two movies Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. And Caligula now Caligula, for those people who don't know, which if you're a Malcolm McDowell fan, you should know, him he plays Caligula, and Helen Mirren's in it too. All right, and it's an old movie that was done by Bob Guccione, produced it. Okay, which at the time it was like I think like early '80s, maybe I got I don't remember the exact date. Right, but what they did was they filmed this movie with Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren, and it's it's kind of a convoluted movie. It's it's. Not, I wouldn't say a great movie. I personally love it because I do think it's a great movie. Yeah. It is very, very eclectic taste. But what they did was after they did the movie, there's a bunch of orgy scenes. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they got porn stars to portray in the orgy. So it's almost, it literally is an X-rated movie. Wow. On some versions. Yeah. Where, like, I mean, there's an orgy scene. You see, like, a guy going down on a girl. There's a midget fucking somebody else. And, you know, lots of blowjobs. And you're like... Okay, well, if you can take those clips out, you can still—it's still a movie, like, right. you know. Um, but I have what's called the Imperial Edition, which is the X-rated version. It's got like a new audio commentary with both Michael McDowell and Helen Mirren. So I'm like, okay, well, they must be okay with the movie, even yeah. though how it wound up being like it was, con- it was huge controversy. There's even like a documentary on making the movie. And it's really fascinating. Plus, it's also fun to watch, yeah, because it's got over-the-top blood over-the-top sex. It's just... And it's Malcolm McDowell being crazy. Yeah. So, it, to me, it's, like, perfect. But I'm like... I'm living around funds and I know they charge for autographs. So yeah. I'm like, well... I mean, and it's Malcolm McDowell. Right. Like, it could be, like, Shatner was costing, what, like, 80 bucks doing autographs. autograph? Yeah. He was up there. He was up there when we went to the Comic-Con. So, I'm like... Well, I got one. I have enough. Mo- I have enough money for me to get at least just the one autograph. Right. So I'm betting like, and my Clockwork Orange is the anniversary edition, so it's like a booklet. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I think I'm going to book, and you see the disc and you just sign on that one plain orange. Page. I'm Like I have it all set out in my head, yeah. Like how I want to sign it. So I'm thinking I'm just gonna do the Clockwork Orange. Right. So we get in there. And my brother-in-law wanted Gary Busey's <laughs> Autog- <laughs> autograph. Now I told you I also had Denny Glover was there too. Yes. So, we get in line for Gary Busey. Now, by this point, he was late, which doesn't surprise <laughs> nah. me. But we were also the first in line. <laughs> which, and on Gary Busey's table, because they always have, like, their 8x10s, yeah. he's got some of the stuff that he's been in. Yeah. But then he also has, <laughs> like, some of, like, 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 what people did on the internet, like, Photoshopping. Like his face on all the Wizard of Oz characters <laughs> in that big, goofy-ass smile. And there's also a still... <laughs> there's also a still from Family Guy where there's, a, a, I guess, a joke they did with Gary Pusey where he's like, Argh! you know, like, yeah. get, like that look. So he's selling that. So that's what my brother-in-law wanted. <laughs> I'm like, out of all this stuff, I'm like, all right, so we're standing in line. We're joking because we see... Um, Ginger Lynn comes over to go, because where we're standing at the table waiting for Gary Busey, the table next over is Christopher Lloyd. Uh-huh. And then on the other side is Danny Glover. Okay. And I'm like, and I just keep making those, Marty! <sighs> like, I mean, because the guy's an icon. Yeah, he is. And he looked good, and he, he even, you know, kind of did a couple people give a, great Scott! Like, you know, and some guy came in, a bunch of DeLoreans were signed, a bunch of, you know, hoverboards, you know. Yeah. Of course. Right. Then there was like some people going for the Star Trek 3 Klingon. <laughs> oh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> you don't want to give me the Genesis device.
3: Hokey <laughs> dok. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
1: so, so I mean it was it was and I took a couple snapshots because like you know pictures allowed. Right. I was able to sneak one because they're doing they were also doing like photo ops with people, certain wow, people. Okay. Christopher Lloyd happened to be one of them, but it was kind of like a standard rule. Like, well, if I'm signing something, and your friend wants to take a picture of me signing it, I can't stop you. Right. So it wouldn't be like a pose. Like, hey, right. You know. Now with Gary Busey. Yeah. It's forty dollars for an autograph. Ten dollars if you want a picture. <laughs> so you so, in essence, you're going to pay fifty bucks. Yeah. For an autograph. Okay. And picture. Yeah. Now, while we're standing in line, of course, I see Ginger Lynn kind of walks behind us. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she was the porn star of my era. <laughs> okay. So, it was kind of a kick to see her. All right. But she's got to be like, no wonder why the penises look so big in those movies. Because the actresses are so tiny. <laughs> she's got to be like five foot even. Wow. At most. Wow. When she wa- and she was wearing flats, too, which didn't help her. And she looked like. A middle-aged, if not slightly older, middle-aged woman. Like, wow. I literally, if you didn't know that that was, if you didn't see any of porn movies, you never would have known who that woman was. Yeah. Because she was dressed kind of, fla- like, yeah, like flighty. Yeah. <coughs> so she walks by, and I'm like, that's oh, your leg?" Now, but before all that, we go have breakfast, because that's, yeah. you know, so it was opening. And I'm sitting there with my sister and my brother and my nephew, and, and all of a sudden, I look out of the corner of my eye, and I look over, and I see Malcolm McDowell. Wow. Walking right towards us. And I'm like. Really? And by the time, in my head, I'm like, because Danielle and Bob are talking to Logan, and I'm the only one that sees this. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, I think that's. And as I'm saying Malcolm McDowell, he said hello to somebody that was standing behind me. As soon as I heard that voice, it was like, holy shit, it's Malcolm McDowell! <laughs> holy shit! Like, like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. I became like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he kind of walked behind us, and and then I was like, bleeding in, never guess, Malcolm McDowell over there! <laughs> like, don't look, don't look!
0: Of <laughs> course, <laughs> everybody
1: looks. Right, <laughs> <clears throat> and he sits kind of like over at a booth by himself. And I'm sitting there going, what? You know, my sister's like, well, that's kind of, it's kind of cool because he's like, Just like an average guy, just having breakfast because he could just order from room service. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. but there he is. I guess he wanted the the continental breakfast like we were having, you know, at least I'm hoping. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to have eggs and bacons with Caligula. Like, like, as I'm munching down on a waffle, dude, you shot Kirk. You know? You fucked him up. So what do you think about Michael Myers? Just misunderstood,
3: right? Because you know?
1: like, he was by himself. I almost felt like I should take my plate over and go in. You look like you're kind of lonely guy. You know, figured I'd share breakfast with you. You know? You like, know? security <laughs> security <laughs> but then eventually i guess like his handler or somebody else came with him and sat down yeah. over there but and at some point some person said oh, don't worry no one's going to bother you like no no one's going to bother him because like number one if he didn't want to be bothered he wouldn't be in in public right you know especially be like dude you're you shouldn't have those eggs. It's high cholesterol. We need you around for a couple more seasons. You know, like, <laughs> dude. like <laughs> just start mocking. I'm like going, coffee? You're going to have the shits in about an hour. I don't want my autograph to be held up because you got a case of the runs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. So we got done breakfast and we do the walking around. Said hello to a couple friends that we have that are businessmen right. there. And we're standing in line with Gary Busey thing. And we're like, all right. And he's supposed to be there at 11. He actually, I think, wow, I'm showing up, like, around 12. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, and my brother-in-law and I are not really the best of company at times. Yeah. Because we, I think, embarrassed my sister to a point where she kind of looked at and she's like, I don't want to talk to you two. <laughs> because of the jokes we were making. Because it was like, okay, for, for 50 bucks, you can get your autograph. And picture with Gary Busey. I wonder how much, you know, Ginger Lynn's going on. And like, if it's 40 bucks, I'm like, for 40 bucks, you probably get a blowjob out of her, you know? <laughs> and, I'm, and Bob's not helping. He's like, you know what? If I'm showing 50 bucks for Gary Busey, he better be sucking my dick. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah, we can take a picture because you're getting charged 10 bucks with his dick in your mouth going, ar, ar, you know? And my sister's just, just looking at me, going, looking at us, going, I don't know you two, like just <laughs> really getting pissed off, which only spurs us on more. Right. <laughs> you know? So finally, Gary Busey comes staggering in. I mean, and literally stagger. First, his son shows up, and what I thought was weird—it's like it's father and son. Yeah, they're not even sitting next to each other, which always just kind of strikes me as odd. Like you have Gary Busey, Christopher Lloyd, Jake Busey. I, I don't get that. Like, right. why not just have father and son? Where they're not talking about? Apparently, they came in. <laughs> you know, the joke was. Well maybe Gary's driving Jake in on his motorcycle. <laughs> That's why they're late. He probably you know, got lost. Yeah. Oh, where am I going? Who oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we get in line and he picks it Bob picks up the um, the family guy thing, gets signed and the picture taken. And we're right. like, All right. So we decide to get into the Malcolm McDowell line. And, you know, after a while like, it was real weird because they actually had us stand outside in a completely separate line. They were like, we go outside I go to the word the room that he's in. I'm mm-hmm. like, Yeah, hi, I'm from Malcolm McDowell, where do we go? And she's like, Well, it's this room, but you have to go outside to stand in line. Okay. I'm like, and at this point I'm going, Do you know how much his autograph is? She's like, I think thirty five bucks. But I'm not sure. Okay. I'm like, All right, and I'm already going, thirty five bucks from Malcolm McDowell, that's five dollars cheaper than freaking Busey. <laughs> <laughs> so we go outside and the guy's like, Yeah, see that second po- see that second um, they have like the the, the long awning and they have the pillars yeah see that second pillar that's where the line starts there's no one there and I'm like are you sure because like, and I'm asking one of the guys in the, the staff shirts right. he's like yeah and yeah. I'm like okay so the four of us stand there and eventually I'm like five ten minutes go by I'm going what's going on right and then some other people come over is this the line for the Malcolm McDowell? yeah no. those guys told you yeah I'm like well I guess it is you know yeah about like 20 minutes go by, you know, at this point I'm like, I'm outside, so I'm having some cigarettes going, what the fuck's going on? I want to see, you know, and then I, and on the way over, I was like, so how much do you know, how much, I wanted to kind of confirm the 35 bucks, so yeah. I'm sitting there going, it's 35 bucks, I can get both of my, my shit signed, right. like, you know, and he's like, I'm hearing, I think it's like 80 bucks, but don't be, you know, like, I don't really know. Wow. And I'm like, 35 bucks versus 80 bucks, what the, f-, like, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, oh, I guess I'll just get, you know, like, if I do, And my brother-in-law bought a VC, VHS version of Clockwork Orange. <laughs> He's like, I found in the basement. I figured I'd get inside. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we get in line, and they kind of lead us into that second back room. And in that back room is Mac McDowell on one side, George Romero on the other side, mm-hmm. and then the guy from the X-Men who had nobody. Wow. I mean, I felt bad. Yeah. Like, I always do feel bad when you see, like, this guy's getting paid to be there, and he's supposed to be like, hey, I want to meet my fans, and crickets. Right. You know? So, we get in the Malcolm McDowell line, and on this, he had, like, a table, like, a real long-ass table, and he had anything that I think that he was ever in as a still so you can get signed. Wow. He even had DVDs and Blu-rays that you could buy. Like, even the first season of Franklin and Bachelor I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, yeah. really? I mean, okay, granted, I know it's your most modern stuff, but... I see Halloween, I see Clockwork, I don't see Caligula, which makes me happy. Right. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm good with that. Some of the other stuff here, and still from the movie Time After Time where he played H.G. Wells. Wow. You know, I'm like, wow, it's going way back. Yeah. Like, wow. And of course, the, the the Kirk, you know, <laughs> the big confrontation between the two of them. <laughs> Because you need that, you're going through. Yeah, I mean, let's face it; it is the man who theoretically killed Kirk. Right. You know. Yeah. So we get in line. I'm like, I look at the thing. It's thirty five bucks. I'm like, fucking hey, I'm getting both signed. Right. So I pulled out. Like all I had to do was just open the book and then pull and and for the colleague, I just pulled the slip cover out. Right. You know, and and told my sister to throw it back in her bag. So so because I like to be very regimented about stuff. Yeah. Like here, here's my stuff. Sign it because I know you're busy. You're I know you're a busy man.
2: Yeah.
1: You know. (laughs) But then here's the kicker: pictures with them, free, you know. because you're getting your autograph signed. Wow! And I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm right, right. I'm going, dude, you pay fifty bucks to get Gary Busey the autograph, and I'm paying thirty-five a pop for him with a free picture. I probably could have gotten two pictures since I got two things signed. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been like, you know, this normal pose and kind of like a sexy pose, like maybe put my tongue in his ear, like, dude, bite my neck or something. Come on, come on, give me like a little angry man pose or something yeah. come on work with me work with me you know but I mean I, it was a little shell shocky because this guy is like an icon right and I sit down and you know takes a picture I'm like thank you my brother-in-law takes a brother, I'm like thank you you know and I get up and then my brother-in-law was next so he got um, his clockwork artist thing signed and yeah. and we did have Malcolm and I. So because we're tight like that now. <laughs> yeah. um, he asked me how my day was going because I'm kind of like doing. Like, you know, he probably saw me at the because uh, I'm wearing my my t-shirt that says. I put the lotion in the basket on the first date. Yeah. (laughs) So, which was a hit, by the way. A lot of people go, dude, I love that shirt. was like, you're resolution. It's again, it's again, again. So I'm kind of hoping maybe Malcolm was like, so how's your day going? I'm like, oh, it's going good. How's yours? Like, trying to have small talk with an icon. Yeah. It's like, ah, Shoes. (laughs) Shoes. (laughs) I'm like, like, how was your breakfast? I should have been like, (laughs) see now, thank you, Ed. You should have been (laughs) there because I was just like, "Uh, great. How's yours? Uh, And then it was funny like I got up and to let Bob go in, and then Malcolm McDowell like put his hand out to to shake Bob's hand, and Bob didn't notice it. I'm like, dude. So he turned around, shook his hand, and I jumped in. I was like, ah, thank you very much. Like he, so he touched me. I was like, yay.
3: Yeah. He touched me.
1: I got touched by Caligula. And in the good way, like a handshake, <laughs> not the lard fist up the ass like in Caligula. <laughs> Which, again, it's a scene in the movie. Right. Yeah. Prima nocta. So <laughs> <And I> we <was, laughs> kind of walked around the place a couple more times, and then we left. You know? Okay. I mean, we, were, we got there. I think I got home, like, around... Mid afternoon.
0: Now, usually, like I like to go to those shows because of two reasons: mainly DVDs, but also to see like people dressed up. Did you see anything interesting there?
1: Well, yeah, it was kind of a a, like a two like a flip side coin because there were some really good ones. Like you had your standard Jason, Freddy's, you know, Mike Myers. Right. I was really hoping, and this is going to go way. There's um, it's kind of funny because. There's um, I'm a Harley Quinn fan Yeah And there's a girl That I'm a fan of Her Facebook page uh, Kitty Young Cosplay mm-hmm. She does an awesome Harley Quinn Like from Arkham City Okay And she is Gorgeous <laughs> Like pretty Not right. only And just bam Well The day before We go She posts that Her and her girlfriend Like three hours before Were gonna head down there Yeah Because she lives in New York Okay So it's like She's like Oh yeah My friends and I Were going to Jersey To go s- to MonsterCon And I'm like Holy oh, shit I, like, I'm like, if I see her, I'm going to know who she is because... And I knew she was going to be cosplaying as Lily from The Bride of Chucky. Oh, okay. You know, blonde hair, yeah. got eyes and stuff like that. And I'm like, all I got to do is look out for her. And I can go, you're Kitty Young. I love you. I'm a fan of your face. Can I get a picture? Because I just wanted a picture with her. Right. Like, to me, like, that, I'd be more jazzed about that than Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hottie, Malcolm, I, movie icon... Sexy chick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I wouldn't be anything like. Hey, what are you doing? Let it. would just be like, oh my god, like it's like like a low level celebrity right. sighting because they're like, I'm a fan of your Facebook page. You have no idea who I am, and I know everything about you. <laughs> like, I'm a not, like, I'm oh, a Facebook stalker, kind of because I've seen her because her picture for the cosplay is for the the Harley Quinn is like all over the place on the internet. Yeah, that's how hot. And good it is. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to see her and I did. I was like, boom, 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 boom. Because I, you know, like for the Comic Con, I did get to see Ivy Doom Kitty and a couple other like semi quasi famous cosplayers. Right. You know, so seeing Ivy was kind of nice because I was like, oh, Ivy, I love you. You know, and she was sweet at sweetheart. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that maybe this chick, even though she's just wandered around having a good time, she, she's like, like, please be cool, please be cool, please be cool. <laughs> I know I'm wearing a guy, you know, like I'm a serial killer like, yeah, I put the erosion in the basket in the first date. Are you about a size 14? <laughs> <laughs> you want to help me put a, Sofa in my van? <laughs> would you? I have a dog named Precious you might want to help come over see. Pet.
0: <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> hey, Please don't play that song. I that
2: bit again. That
0: was creepy. <laughs> hey, would you?
1: I'm a big fan of you cosplay. Your hearty awesome. <laughs> so... But, you know, like I said, unfortunately... But I mean, then the worst part about is, And there was also, like, the Batmobile was there. The old 60s Batman. Batman right. And they also had a DeLorean, of course. Right. You know, like, a, because of the Back to the Future. Christopher yeah. Lloyd. You know? And I saw, like, later she posted that she was, you know, in front of the DeLorean. I was like, son of a bitch! Like, I, she either must have showed up after we left, or... The place was packed, so I might have missed her. But it's hard to miss a hottie in a blonde wig and dead eyes. Yeah. You know, wearing, like, a short skirt and boots. I'm like... in but you know (laughs) but i mean it's weird that we're talking about the cosplay stuff because what recently started not too long ago was the heroes of cosplay on the sci-fi yep and i want to kind of touch briefly on that because we did watch the show yes and i feel like we would be doing a disservice because we are a geek oriented show yes if we didn't talk about this pop slash geek culture show right um I I didn't see it live. We recorded it to yes. watch it, you know. The, the, and then I, but I did see a lot of stuff on the internet. Right. A lot of cosplayers didn't really like the show. Really? Yes. Now, let's go through the concept of the show. It's basically, I think, like four or five people.
0: Well, it was like four people on this. I think they got a revolving set of casts that they mentioned in the beginning of the show. Two that weren't on it, uh, Jesse and Ricky. Uh, no, Rick, I'm sorry, Jesse was on it. Ricky wasn't on it. So it was, there was one character that wasn't totally in the show together altogether. She probably couldn't make it to it. They go to the Wizard World Portland, Oregon uh, right, show no. for the contest. Now, the
1: people they picked were um, this nobody named Jesse. You know, I, don't, I don't mean nobody as like, an insult. Right. I just meant like he's not...
0: like this. I think this was his first attempt at it.
1: Yeah, it was his first attempt. He's a prop maker. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted to come as... And it's basically focused around this... Um, the Comic Con of Portland, but a cosplaying uh, competition. Yes. Like you know?
0: Basically, every week they're going to go to different uh, cons. cons and do these competitions. And based on their costumes, if they're going to win or right. lose. Now, or- and
1: now right there is one of the things that the people of the cosplay community didn't like about the show. Right. is because there's so many people who do cosplaying that do it just for the love of doing it. Why aren't you focusing on that? Right. Like, why does it have to be a competition? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, let's face it, competition breeds drama. Yes. You know, and though sometimes I think that the people are, like, a lot of people figured that a lot of the drama was staged. But we'll get to that when we get into the show aspect part. Right, There's Jesse, new prop maker, new guy's first time out there. Then I, there's this duo of...
0: Holly and Jessica.
1: Okay, now Holly is the one who kind well, of... They
0: actually were both in it. Holly oh, was just predominant because she did a lot of speaking for it. She, did, she was in Comic-Con for A Fan's Hope, which is a doc, great documentary to pick up. If you've never been to San Diego Comic-Con and you want to get a taste of it, this is a movie yeah, for by, you to do uh, this
1: Spurlock, the guy who did um, uh, Super Size Me and the 30-day show. Right. You know, and I loved... Uh, and um, he did another one, too, about getting promotions for movies.
0: The most like one billion dollar movie or something like that, yeah, something like that. And I saw
1: that, and it was really good too. (coughs) So, um, so they were kind of like they were there because they now, because of the popularity of that movie, they were able to kind of launch their almost like their own kind of business, yes, as far as special effects go, right? You know, um, building characters like almost kind of like a mini Stan Winston or you know, any other big name special effects house. Yes. It's like Skywalker. Right. You know? Exactly. So they were able to kind of, so they wanted to get back into the cosplay world because to help promote their new fifth, their, fifth, their new business.
0: Right. It's called Crab Crabcat Industries.
1: Yes. Then there was, who else was there?
0: Uh, there was um, Victoria.
1: Okay, Victoria. She goes by a Scruffy, Scruffy Rebel Scruffy Rebel I'm a fan of her Facebook page Okay You know I do I am familiar with her She does like a lot of Star Wars Star Trek Like mostly sci-fi stuff Right She was yeah, She was predominantly in it Because she went Again It's supposed to focus around This whole cosplay thing Right And she just wanted to do This character Lulu From Final Fantasy X Yes Exactly And it was really intricate And there's a part I didn't understand She had like two weeks To do it Right Before this I'm like why 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 But anyway, so then who else was there? There was also Becky. Becky, she was the girl who went as...
0: She was the girl who did the... um, From Brave, it was uh, Meredith. Okay. The character Meredith from Brave movie. Okay,
1: now, let's let's just focus on Becky just for a little bit. Okay. I want to say she's cute. Yeah. Average looking girl. Yeah. I mean, as far as average body type, in fact, I thought she was... Here's the thing, folks. She there's a scene where she wants to try to lose weight to look more like Merida, right? Then because she has to fit into a corset. Yes. And she basically talks about body issues. Yeah. This was another thing that a lot of the cosplayers people kind of were pissed off at because this girl is not a big girl.
0: No, no, she was not heavy in any aspect at all. I mean, there
1: was no. I mean, she had some curves, but not like not like Ivy Doom Kitty. Ivy Doom Kitty is a, a very curvaceous woman. Yes you know thick some guys would call her right this girl was no by nowhere near thick there's right. there shouldn't be I couldn't understand why she had body issues
0: right I mean she wasn't really super model thin
1: no you know maybe she, she was like there. an average good-looking girl. girl right you know but she had these body issues and she also had a boyfriend yes you know so don't think well that- actually it was a roommate Lance oh that's right yeah I forgot yeah he I, I joked saying he's permanently in the friend zone right you know, <laughs> bum, bum 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 But I mean, like I said, average girl, good looking enough to be able to like obviously get a boyfriend. It's not and okay. So she's geeky, but that's kind of posh now, right? So I couldn't see her. She's running on a treadmill, going, "Oh, I got so fat." And Meredith's got a little bit, but but she's thin in the waist, and it's like, come on, really? Right. Like I could see a lot of chubby girls out there watching the show, getting pissed off going, you got body issues?
0: Well, the thing that got me with this one, though, is the fact is that it's an animated movie, you know? Right. So it's, it digitally, you know, like... It's not a the, real person. Right. It's it's drawn that way. Like right. You, you, it's like, and for her body type, it's really impossible to recreate that in real life.
1: Right, exactly. Like, I don't, like, it's like people, girls who try to be like like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. If Je- Jessica Rabbit was a real person, she'd be falling over all the time. Right. Yeah, because those boobs are huge, outrageously huge. And he waist and yeah. like with like, wobbly legs. Yeah. I, mean, I you can get close to it, right? But it's okay. It's not. You don't have. I mean, you don't. Have, in my opinion, for as a cosplayer, you don't have to recreate exactly the costume mm-hmm. as long as you embody the spirit and have the fun behind it, right? And that's another thing that a lot of people in the cosplay community were complaining about was that. You're focusing on the competition, and there's so much more to cosplay than just the competition part. There's people who really do it for the enjoyment. Like, you know, they go out there to express themselves and the the fun and the joy of doing it. Right. That don't get into the competition because they don't care about the competition. But everyone's like, well, of course, you have to have the competition because that's what the the docudramas are all about.
0: Right, right. It's a reality show that they're trying to push on sci-fi. Yeah, and I
1: think, you know, like all right, whatever, I can kind of buy that if you're going to build drama, but to have this girl talk about body type issues who, in my opinion, doesn't have them. Yeah. I mean, there's no need for her to think that way, which sometimes makes me feel like, was well, she fed that?
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, she probably has low self-esteem because maybe her family or her boyfriend at well, the time well, you know, I- fed it to her like that, and she just... Could be. Well, it I
1: was also thinking of the actual producers going, Look, no one's bitching about body types. We want you to pitch about body types because we only see you working out. Right. Because all the other girls were kind of skinny. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah, I would say, Yeah, they're all kind of skinny, but so is she. Right. I mean, she was probably, in comparison, like if you were skinny, she would probably be mid size. Yeah. Not, I mean, like I said, if you see her, you wouldn't think that this girl would have any problems with body issues. Right. Or getting a man. Yeah. Like, Because she was cute. Right. I mean, if I bumped into her straight, I'd be like, hey, what's up there, hottie? You know? (laughs) Well, what? (laughs) And then, uh, who else was there?
0: Um, Well, that was really it for the characters, but Yaya Han was in
3: it.
1: Well, she's kind of like a character as well. I mean, Yaya Han, if, if you don't know Yaya Han, then you don't know any cosplayer. Right. I mean, you might know somebody who dresses up for Halloween, but Yaya Han, I mean, I knew about her for years. Because, I mean, not her by her name, but by her picture. Well,
0: that's the thing. I really didn't know her until she was a judge on uh, King of the Nerds. We used to do that show on our podcast. We used to talk about that. One of them was a cosplay episode. Right. And she was with one of the judges. So I was like, but I, after that, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know who she was. And then it was like, then I got looking at pictures of her. And she does a lot of great different, like, she does a great uh, Baroness from G.I. Joe and uh, – I personally like the... The Chun-Li uh, Lee from Street Fighter. My
1: personal favorite one is the... I think it's a Selena, Selena from, I think, Tekken. Okay. I think, or it might be the chick from Soul Calibur with the blade. the the whip blade. Oh, okay. I always forget her name. Yeah. But she... Okay, with Yaya, she's got huge fake boobs. Right. I mean, she's, I let's just put it out there. <laughs> she's... I'm going to say part of her popularity is not only because she does great cosplay, but... Any chance she can get to show that cleavage off, she, she takes done, a in right. and, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, you look, you make... And, and for her, it's her living. Right. She does say she pays her mortgage off the money she makes from cosplay. Because she is so famous as a cosplayer, it's able to pay her mortgage because she char- she has her own booth where she sells her 8x10 glossies or posters. Right. She also has a... a Fiance, or they married? Yes,
0: fiance, yes. Uh, his name is... Brian. Brian, okay. Yes. Well,
1: her and Brian, I, you know, they're engaged to be married, but they have, like, their own little shop where she has a Yayahan Han brand. Right. She branded herself, so and she, she has so,
0: costume pieces that she makes for yeah, cosplayers. Yeah, like, like little cute pieces.
1: little ears, and she has her T-shirts and stuff like that, All and 8 by 10s So this is a woman who's, as far as... And she doesn't cosplay... Like, she doesn't go into competitions because she's, her game has been... Elevated to where she can make a living off of her cosplay. Right. Like I said, if you saw, you may throw a picture of her up on our Facebook page. Maybe. Because I think if, if those people who are listening to the episode, those who don't know who Yaya Han is probably are very new to cosplay. Right. But have seen her face all over the place. Right. You know, when it comes to cosplay hot chicks. Yeah. So she kind of is like, she calls herself... Some people call her the queen of cosplay. She likes to call herself the ambassador of cosplay. <laughs> now, again, like a lot of people in the cosplay community, okay, know her yeah. she is an icon in that kind of thing. And you're right. going, it's an icon for people who dress up all the time for Halloween. Yes, it's that big. Yes, as she put it, geek culture has become pop culture. Right. You know, and I think it was kind of like this was a pretty profound statement. I think because we do kind of key culture has become pop culture yeah, yeah. just by looking at yeah. movies and
3: TV right
1: so but I think a lot of the cosplayer community were kind of like Gee, she's a lot bitchier than I remember like, right so I think it, and people are going I think it had a lot to do with the editing right because cause
0: there's, there's just certain things because like her fiance was making stuff for the show and she said, Can you help me tonight? And she's like, No, I gotta make armor And that's the way well, she said it was but, just like
1: No, see no you that's where you and I read two different things. You read it as the no, I gotta make our ar- armor and I, I looked at it as more of a prior tone going, No, I can't help you. I have to make armor like like busting his ass for right. doing it because like I gotta do my shit. Right. you know. But I think too, like there was a scene where she's judging the competition. Yeah. She's one of three judges. Right. But they Intercut her saying that to the girls, saying because they
0: went up and met him like the day before just to say hello. Yeah, they hang
1: of. out. Like a, and the cosplay community is kind of a tight knit community. Yeah, so they all kind of know each other. They bump into each other over the years. I mean, how many times have we bump into the same people at comic cons? Right, and that's the only time of the year we see them. Same, right, so if we keep going, we we kind of maintain that friendship. We see each other once a year. Going, hey, yeah. how was your year? Awesome. Who are you here to see? See you later. later. Right. So the cosplayers have their own community, and they all hang out together. So there was this one night where it was um, the two. It was Becky. It
0: was uh, Je- uh, Holly and Jessica, um, Becky and, and Victoria. Victoria. Yes. But the four of
1: them were bowling.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they were in L.A. before the show, <coughs> and they were just kind of comparing notes who they were going to be, right? That kind of thing.
1: And then one made the comment that Yaya Han was going to. Be the judge at the thing at, at this thing
0: by Portland Wizard World, yeah.
1: And you could you could feel the forced shock, like oh my god, Yaya Han, oh my god,
0: right? Like Victoria, was because they were bowling. She throws the ball and it gets a guyra ball, and she turns around, and go, what? Yeah. Yaya Han's going to be judging, like, and it's like really, that's like the worst acting ever,
1: <laughs> right? And then and, and the reason why I bring this up because again, interplaying with the cosplay community. Everybody said that that was so forced because anybody who's a cosplayer and knows if Yaya Han's going to be at a convention, she's going to be judging the competition. Right. It is so well known that it's like, oh, Yaya Han, hey, how you doing? Like, it's, it's no shock right. that she's going to be a judge. But this one girl's like, oh, well, she's judging. we got to amp up her game. And I, now I might not enter now because she's so picky. Oh, my God. Oh my god! And it happened to also be the same girl who with body type issues, right? You know, and what I liked about it was not who's the two girls like
0: I can't remember their names, Holly and Jessica. Jessica, yeah, I
1: like Jessica because Jessica's like I don't see what the big deal is, right? Like, all right, she always does these things, right? Which was kind of funny because it's like, oh my god, she's like you would have thought I like what? Like, right. come on, and you know, so then they go through the course, they get to Portland, and. Yeah, yeah, it's got her shit going on. And then the girls who were the Becky and not Becky, Jessica and Holly. Holly. Yes. I'll get Holly. I don't know why. Holly, Holly's you in our relationship. Yeah. In our show. The, oh my God, oh my God, the panic. (laughs) Yeah. Because they wanted to put horns on Jessica and to do the horns, they put her, do the whole face ma- maquette. The, and
0: the cast molding, and they they put her in, and they almost thought they were to kill her because it took forever, and right. then yeah. it open, blah, blah, blah.
1: You know, and it, it did that kind of for like a couple of stage jokes. Like, yeah. oh, we didn't have to call 911 again. <laughs> womp, 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 Beek! you know? <laughs> so the problem was is that, that Hollywood was supposed to design horns, mm-hmm. and apparently they couldn't get really done right so they actually want to buying going to a store bought horns and modifying them yeah. which you would have thought like Holly was so like insulted by that right? and Jessica's like look just freaking horns get over it right. buy them modify it let's get it done I'm gonna be in the car <laughs> <laughs> like and, and you see Holly buy them and they throw them in the car here's your horns like, like it was like she kind of hands off like a big pile of shit like Uh, you know like horns we didn't make so you know they they get their costume kind of going and they're going to be D&D characters like their own D&D characters you know uh, Holly was a drow elf and Jessica was like this type of ranger with horns and hooves and everything and Becky was going to be Merida Victoria was going to be um, Lulu from Lulu, Final Fantasy, and the only guy in the com- in the competition or in the show, Jesse, he was going to be a Vault, vault Dweller War from Fallout Three, right? Which anybody who's played Fallout Three basically is a stormtrooper with black armor, yeah, kind of, and horns, kind of like in the back, right. badass looking character. I Love that outfit,
0: right? It was I thought it was impressive. It was
1: really good, yeah. And, you know, but here is the thing too. Another thing too, a lot of people were talking about. Apparently, the executive producer of the show said the reason why there's not more guys on the show is because there's not guy cos there's not a lot of guy cosplayers. Really? That infuriated the cosplay community because there's a lot more guys than women. Yeah. Like, and it was like, and also the guy said about sex appeal. Like, obviously, it was it made you feel like the show was definitely going to be geared to for you guys who have like boob fetishes or all those kind of fetishes you right. might have to play cosplay fetishes this show's for you because we got a bunch of girls that are sexy and hot and they're gonna wear freaky costumes right yeah not really I didn't yeah. really find like Yaya Han I think she's pretty right she's not really my type of girl uh-huh. you know I'm not a boob man so if I was I'd be all, all up in there right Um. I thought Becky was cute but like, no, none of them is gonna be going oh I gotta watch a show just for them yeah like I uh, I don't know what this guy was thinking. There's going to be a bunch of, like, comic book guys going, Oh,
2: oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Spank that Wookiee. Spank that Wookiee. You know?
0: (laughs) You guys hear the visual. (laughs) I've seen the visual. It's gross.
2: (laughs) Use the fours. Oh.
0: And what you think it is, it is.
3: <laughs> anyway, I got
1: millions of ways of digging that noise. <laughs> so, so they did the competition. What I liked about this part, though, was that it didn't play out, like, standard, like, not all of them, like, Victoria didn't get her costume done on time. Right. As far as we know.
0: She was she was doing the Final Fantasy. There was a lot of embroidering on her dress. Yes. And the embroidery machine that they had broke down. So her boyfriend, Gerardo, as close as I'm <laughs> going to get to that.
3: The the day, I was
1: waiting ready. for you to go, Gerardo. Rico Suave. <laughs> he he
0: he actually stayed behind in L.A. to finish the embroideries and then ship it to
1: her. Right.
0: You know, and this is this is to me though. I want to really kind of focus on Victoria just a little bit. No, go right ahead
1: because she's a hot mess. Yes,
0: right. She was. She, they started out with her, and they're her and Gerard are their their boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, and they they're going through this clothes. Uh, fabric store to find this dress or find the uh, material for this dress and she's like no this isn't right and that's right are you kidding me what are you trying to do ruin this and blah 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 and he's like i don't know what you're looking for like i'm really like trying right. to pick something but
1: that is intercut right after she says how particular she's miss perfect right her she doesn't cosplay for fun she cosplays to bring the reality of a character on screen to life. Right. And I'm like, technically they are already on life because they're filmed. Yeah. Like it's you're not taking cartoon characters and bringing them in life. You're you, I understand you want accuracy, but she made it sound like her and her boyfriend both that way. Right. And then cut to the boyfriend going, "Well, this should work. Why well, you just use this?" Yeah. <laughs> Which shows that he doesn't have that standard that she does. And She's like, "What are you killing me? You're trying to ruin it." It's like, "Whoa, he's up, bitch." <laughs> and then let the wookiee win. <laughs> But she, she's they're like, oh, it's
0: a week and a half away for this competition, and she and and he's like, I don't think we'll get it done in time. And she's like, Ya-Ya Han can make a costume in three days. Why well, can't we? Yeah. The two of us, it should be no problem. And he's like, I don't see it.
1: Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I yeah, I don't, like, I don't get it. I mean, and they probably could if it was not as detailed, right? Because like there's it, a
0: lot of re- detailed there embraries. was there was the
1: embroidery on the skirt, then there was a bunch of belts that are around it. It's like it was a really heavy job for a week and a half, right? and, like, even with the Yaya Han costume that she decided to open out with was, like, a League League of Legends character. Yes. She was building, and she didn't sleep for two days, but it wasn't as intricate as Victoria was trying to do. Right. So it's, like, uh, and she did it in a week. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, I don't think Yaya puts together an outfit in three days. I think that's one of those, like, cosplay rumors. Well, Yaya Han could do it in three days. Or it's an exaggeration. Yeah. And it just seemed to be, like, and... Yeah, yeah, didn't really come off as the best kind of personality. She did seem kind of like a little snobbish. Yeah. Like she did kind of feel like she should be treated like cosplay royalty. Right. But you know what? That could just be creative editing.
0: Right. But then, like I said, Victoria then goes to Portland by herself and their boyfriend or fiance or whatever, boyfriend, sorry, decides to stay and finish the embroidery and then ship to her overnight. Right. So that way she'd have it. So what she decide to do, she puts another costume on, and she goes to the floor, checks it out. Uh-huh. But then she goes afterwards, she goes drinking.
1: Yep, with Becky and Becky's roommate friend.
0: Right, right. Lance.
1: Lance, the platonic man that lives in her life, but they're not sleeping together. Right.
0: <laughs> so so now she's drinking all night, you know, and they're like, wow, she's having, like, drinks for both of us, like kind of thing. And she, right. And Portland's very friendly, and everybody's coming up, giving them drinks. So she's just partying away, and it's just like, I'd be more worried about finishing that costume. Yeah, Getting get as, as much, much like, done ten, the night before I get the, the Exactly.
1: Worries. But apparently she felt like it was okay to drink her ass off and get up early the next day.
0: Yeah. What? Of course, then they show her next day. She gets up late. She's panicking now. She runs down. She tries to find the overnight package, which did come, thank goodness, for Gerardo. Which
1: Oh, i, I got to say, let's, I'm going to sidebar here for a yeah. second. You see her wake up. Yeah. And go, oh, I'm late. Which just makes me think that automatically has to be staged. Because there's no way the camera crew is going to sneak into her room and sit there for God knows how long and film her sleeping until she wakes up. <laughs> That's just creepy. <laughs> what is sci fi? I don't care. I'm going to be like, okay, dudes, well, you know, she's asleep. Let's go sneak in and just turn the cameras on. You know, like, quick, just put her on the tripod and we'll leave. Like, you know. Right. No, because there's a guy zooming going, oh, oh, you know. It's like, come on. You know that stage, is, they probably knocked on the door because she was, she probably was late. Yeah. And she went, oh, my God, I'm so late. Oh, that's right. Why don't we just get that on camp?
0: Right. Lay down. Just lay down real quick. Yeah. Just a couple seconds and you can run I'm going to go, action. And you can go, oh, I'm so late. Yeah. You know. So, of course, she goes downstairs gets gets the pieces, and then goes back upstairs to work on the costume. now, at this point, everybody's there. The costume carbsome some starts well
1: yeah, well, they don't really give you a sense of time because she wakes up late but it's still daytime, yeah, but then later with the cosplay with the cosplay competition, they cut to a night scene outside, yeah, so I'm like, well, well did she wake up at like four in the afternoon, and the cosplay cut. Co- competitions at like five like right or did she wake up at 11 o'clock in the afternoon and has been working straight through
0: right and i, I mean i i think with with all the embroideries, it's probably earlier it was probably like 11 probably because like i said it was very intricate and she's sewing it all by hand. hand you know yeah. it's a big mistake and uh, like i know things
1: yeah because you're a big sewer <laughs> how many holes you got in that shirt Wait, right now <laughs> 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 it's easier. I just
3: have different sleeves, you
1: know. I'm a sewer. <laughs> Look at me. So,
0: but it's like it's. So she didn't even get in the competition. She
1: completely didn't show up.
0: And it's like you know, of course, Yaya Han. Like, of course, I think that again another forced thing. She's like, I didn't see, I didn't see Victoria here. Like, where? I wonder what happened to her. Yeah. Like, like she really cares. Yeah, like like, exactly. You know? Like they're all best
1: of buddies. Yeah
0: yeah (laughs) wacky cosplay
2: I'll be there for you
1: (laughs) like I'm waiting for Yaya Han and Victoria to be like on opposite ends of doors and they open up and they slam like Laverne and Shirley oh (laughs) (laughs) all right so they did the cosplay costume thing and then they didn't just focus on the girls they focused on pretty much on, on all the really good cosplayers yeah like they had like a um Future well, the Futurama. Oh yes, the
0: Futurama group. They had a uh, Fry or a Bender and a Leela.
1: Leela, yeah. Yes. And then they had a Galactus, yes, and they had um uh what was that the, the Yo yo Toto Yo or Toto? Toto Yo, yeah. Totoroll. Roll. Totoro.
0: That's it. Totoro.
1: <laughs> and uh, they're you know, making comments and then the judges was not only Yaya Han, but the Green Ranger, what's his name? Jason Frank da- Jason
0: David Frank. Yeah. And then Jesse Bray's Snyder, who wrote Evil Eric,
1: yeah, well, yeah, it's it's a comic book. Oh, Evil Arnie, I'm sorry. Evil oh, yeah. Ernie. Evil Ernie. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Again, I've never read it. Yeah. And Holly seemed to know it like, oh yeah, he, it was okay. great. Yeah, it was great. Like, oh, okay. You know, I'm not big in the comic book artists, so I probably wouldn't be able to spot one guy out. I mean, if you mentioned Jim Lee or George Perez or Stanley, Stanley, well, Stanley, yeah, he was an artist. You know, yeah, but Stanley, you know what Stanley looks like. I mean, I know what Jim Lee looks like because I've seen a bunch of them. You know, like, I can see um, Joe Quesada, Dan DeDido, Like, I've seen these guys from seeing all the DC Marvel stuff. Right. So it's like I I can know who those guys are. But this guy, I never saw. Right. Unless you go, he wrote this, I'd be like, oh, I didn't read the comic book, so I don't know who he is. Yeah. I knew Todd McFarlane. Duh. Right. Like, (laughs) so they're the judges, and they give the whole rigmarole of, here's this person. No, 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 no. And now they have to do the judging. Now, I know the girls who are doing the D&D characters, Holly's and Jessica. Yes. Look at me. I'm getting their names. Yeah. They do their little shtick. And then as they're trying to come out, Holly drops the microphone, which I guess they're allowed to do, like, audio or, like, do, like, a presentation to show how well they do this. Like, Becky did the Irish, the the Scottish brogue, you know, like that. Oh look at me, letty! Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, shooting the bow and arrows. And then she's like, "Oh,
0: there might be bears running around." Yeah, yeah. Kind of and it was
1: cute. She was in character. Now, to go back to Becky real quick. Yeah, there was she was trying to get into the corset and Miss Body Image type and it was it was tight. Well, right. oh, you know it's a corset, okay, granted. And it's like, oh, and I, I I'm starting a second dress, get it, guess Get idea because I'm so fat. Oh, <laughs> and as she's going down, she, there's a little girl comes over, and again, kind of felt like kind of forced because she was like she knew the girl was Belle. Right. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's my friend Belle. Like okay, like, was that like later in the day you saw her? It, it, yeah. how, like, how long were you wearing this costume right. before you, you know, so they had the girl and the little girl and when I want to be like you when I grow up, she shoot bow and arrow and right. then they could cut to her going, you know, I guess I really should, like, as long as you've been by the person, this little girl really bought me, believed I was her and it makes it all worth it. Right. You know, it's like, oh no, I don't have body image issues because this little girl said, Believe that was her, right? Right,
0: she was Meredith. Yeah, yeah, like at Merida. Merida.
1: Yeah, not Meredith. There's no th. But I'm just letting like, you know. It's a, you know, that's exactly. all right. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: it does Meredith, but all right. You want me to get the movie? It's right there. Uh
1: no.
2: <laughs>
0: <coughs> I'll take care of her for it, because <laughs> I know I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Better just <this> be here. <laughs> so you know they go. Through, so she comes out. She has got the bow and arrow. She does a little speech, and then. She goes back off, and and then they bring out the Holly and Jessica, right? And you know, Jessica, dro- I mean, Holly drops the mic, and then it was like, I guess you were supposed to, you're going to say something, right? But because you dropped the mic, you freaked out, and you were just like, you just want to do a hero pose? And Jessica's right. like, yeah, let's just do a hero pose. Yeah. Like, okay, you psycho. <laughs> like, I know you're my best friend, and I'm obviously the laid back one, and you're the ball of hot mess of like, what, huh, what, it's gonna be perfect, oh my god, oh my god. So they go out and they do their like little like hero poses and right. stuff and they go back and they get like a little interview and the, the comic book writer, what's his name? You got the notes. Uh,
0: his name is Jesse Blaze. <laughs> Jesse Blaze? Steiner, yeah.
1: Jesse Blaze, Steiner He's like, well, I love the outfit, I see the horns and the hooves, where did you, how where did you, how'd you make all that stuff and then Jessica was like, "No, these are store bought, and you know, right. like, and we modified it." And you would have thought, like, "Yeah, yeah you like someone bitch slapped, yeah, yeah, huh? and I was like, "Oh, yeah, store
3: bought."
0: <laughs> oh, and, you know, of course, she does the confessional, and she's like, "She's like, you lose points for, for
1: oh, stuff like yeah. that." Oh. That's like, wow, really? really? Yeah. yeah, come on. Like maybe in her eyes, you do. Yeah, but like sometimes shit happens, like, right? So then they um, they get Jesse because poor Jesse was kind of like left to the side. The guy. Right. Like he didn't really focus on him. I guess because he doesn't have a pair of boobs, Right which kind of pissed me off. I was like, dude, you know what? He's got an interesting story because he's trying to start off his career as a as a prop maker,
0: right? And that's what he wants to do for his and, life, yeah. right? And and here it is. It's
1: like let's, let's let's throw some throw some love his way, yeah. So he comes down. Does he's got his little Gatling gun and he's like, oh, you, and you look badass. I like the right. I like that look. Well, you know, here they come. Time for the whole. Here's the awards,
0: right. Now, the Honorable Mention, that was the first one. Of course, Merida, who... <laughs> Becky wins. Becky wins the Honorable Mention. Third place is Tutoro.
1: Tutoro, <laughs> which is, this, which I mean, I guess it was kind of cool. It was like a big blob yeah. with, like, pointy ears that wiggled. Yeah. Which, but he, the thing looked like it was, like, seven feet tall, though. So, I mean, yeah. you get you get points for size. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, while you're around that costume, you have to get something. Yeah, yeah, you deserve something. So he got
1: third. He got third prize. Yes. Now, second prize was the Futurama group, right? And then, then they had the Their group was
0: the D and D, the uh, Holly and Jessica. Yeah, they won best group. Yes.
1: Which was kind of cool because, and then of course, Yaya was well. Oh, it was like one minute, it was like, oh, my God, it's a sin that you bought store stuff. Yeah. But then because they won that, she was like, well, you know, we also give points for originality because they're not, you know, they're not standard D&D characters. Right, they, create and own, yeah. they create their own. They create their own. We we award points for originality. I'm like, make up your mind, bitch. Yeah. I mean, if I go in and buy my, if I wear my C-3PO outfit that I wore when I was five, <laughs> you know, you're going to give me points for originality for being a fat 43-year-old man wearing a kid's mask. <laughs> Think of you
3: escorting out of the building. Exactly. That'd be kind of tight. <laughs> tight
1: as hell. I'm like, oh, hello. My, my servos seem to be rusty. It's like <laughs> C3PO's junk showing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I see my card pie pieces are a little tight. <laughs> you know, it's like, It's not original at all. But, alrighty yeah, yeah. You're the boss. I'm sorry, you're the ambassador. Of
0: course, the winner.
1: Which I did not see coming. Didn't see it coming either. Galactus. Yes. Which beautiful costume.
3: Yeah, a, I mean
1: he, the, the helmet was shiny and bright, and
0: even his chin was looked like the comic book. It was, like, it was that's, ripped right I mean, out of the comic. But that's, that's the guy's actual chin, though. That was the thing was amazing about it. It's not, like it's like somebody was sitting there going, "Put <laughs> this hand over his face." You know what? You got the chin of Galactus. <laughs>
1: you know what? I think I, I think you're right. You're like you're like man who cosplay and scratching his chin and go, looking in the mirror, going, "My chin feels like Galactus' chin, dude." G- g- honey, we got any car paint? Because I got an idea. Like, he...
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's what he did for his uh, helmet. He painted because he's. Han's yeah, like, oh, it's so shiny. He's like, Yeah, it's auto paint. Because yes.
1: Like, <laughs> and then what I, what I really liked is the subtle touches he was holding a world. Yes, You know, a globe, globe. right? But off to shoulder. Was attached to him was a little kind of silver surfer that kind of like bounced around him Right. because it was just like hanging there.
0: It was like an invisible line hanging off the side and it was on the surfboard. Yeah. And it was like, wow, like I, you
1: pointed it out. I'm like, I didn't even see that. Yeah, That's amazing. It, it was that subtle little touch to kind of give the a mass size of Galactus because there's a silver surfer surfing right behind him. right? Serving <laughs> alongside, I'm like, that's genius. So he wins, which uh, to me, I'm like, okay, well, they weren't picking, they weren't just kind of going on those girls, like, right. It didn't seem to be like, okay, well, one of those one week it's going to be this person next week, like, it didn't make it seem like these all girls were in com- competition with each other, right? It seemed to be like, well, let's just see what their lives are like, but it's like eh.
0: that's the thing. Though. I mean, that's the thing. They they pick these women and Jesse's life for the show. Right. like they're not winning the competitions which it's like okay it's what kind of like all right great it's not showing that you know they're gonna win every time but the two the same fact is like well, what's Galactus' story where you know like right. let's 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 do a backstory on him I mean he won obviously there'd be something interesting maybe it's his first time maybe he's done this for years
1: you know who knows and that's where like a lot of again going back to the cosplay community a lot of them were like well I've been doing you know, like what about this person what about that person how come this person you know what made these the producers pick these people? Right, and why did it have to be competition oriented? When cosplay is for a lot of these people, not a job. It's it's a hobby for them. Right, and some of the people who have hobbies are fucking badass. Right, Now, like for example, Ivy Doom Kitty. When I we mentioned when I talked to her back at the comic con, yeah, she's been doing it for maybe not even a year. Yeah, okay, that means she started just before we started our podcast. Right. Okay, and this girl is hitting hard. Yeah. And she looks good. She's sexy. She's got
0: like 60,000 fans, I think, at this point. Probably
1: at this point. Yeah. But the whole thing is that, you know what? She blew up. But she didn't start. And now there's a girl who had body issue types. Mm-hmm. And that she have been with in our conversation. It was like, I really wasn't sure if I was going to do it because of my body issues. And I'm like, I got to be honest. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, in my head, I'm going, yeah, you got the badonkadonk going on. Mm-hmm. You're very curvaceous. But I look into those face, I'm just like, I melt. Like, you're gorgeous. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just silly. And she's like, the first time she did it, she felt like an idiot. But then, because it was a haphazard outfit. But she kind of felt like, and she kind of, like, hearing her story, how she grew as a person from it. Yeah. And also a little bit of luck got her to where she's at. But where's her story? Yeah. Like, you know, or, or like, or did you just kind of go through, okay, this person, did you just go through Facebook and go cosplays, cosplayers, and who had like the top hits? Right. And then grab Holly and Jessica because you knew Holly from the Comic-Con thing. Maybe yeah. you were trying to do a follow-up on her and you right. go, oh my God, they're starting a business. She could have just been a girl going, Hey oh, yeah, I'm just sitting home, scratching my ass, watching right. TV, playing video games. Yeah, you know, I mean, like
0: I, I was thinking about this while we we're talking. This was like, this is how I would have done the show if you know. Oh, okay. I would have gone to the conventions themselves and followed these cosplayers and find the most interesting costumes and then find out about them, like you know, and maybe do an interview with them, you know, and most like a documentary type style. But it's like each one would be different. Then you would have your like Philadelphia Wizard World, New York uh Ohio, Chicago oh, and, and so
1: on. And you know what? Okay, what else you got?
0: And then, and then, but that's that's basically it. So then you would you would just, you know, every week just focus on these people and like people can go, you know what? I like this college player. I can go now on Facebook because I know who they are and follow them and they're in my city so I'll be able to go to them and support them. Or okay.
1: At the, at the convention. Sure, but now like let's take somebody like, I'm going to use Ivy because she's great. Right. You know, um she was in Philadelphia First time Yeah You know She's usually She's usually a West Coast girl Right This is her first time In Philadelphia Yeah So here's a, here's a great story Why not like Or follow her In her career
0: Right I mean you know You could you could have a few That you follow around Because you know You're going to see them At convention to convention Because they're going to go to Like a Yaya Han type Who right. goes to all these competitions That's what she does Like she goes to a lot of, I mean she was Yeah she's 30 like, something or Yeah, yeah like, throughout
1: the year so, All around the world Which helps pay for her live, Lifestyle
0: Right so I mean, like you're going to have a few of those that you can constantly interview through the series, sure. because then you can keep updating on what's going on in their lives. But then there's a few people that you can always do as filler kind of thing that are, are really interesting, like that Galactus guy. I mean, his costume's interesting. How'd you make it?
1: Right. You or like, that? yeah, what's your story? What made you decide to collect this? Right. Like, why not get like a a small group of people, like that, you, that go do the circuit, follow them, and do like let's say a ten, 10 hours
3: right.
1: of TV show. For you know, 10 episodes, and then intermix their stories with the little ones, right? Like, there's this one girl in from Philadelphia, Sony. I want to say, I think I'm always pronouncing her name wrong. I'm a fan of hers, Uh you know, she's always in Philadelphia. What's her story? Like, I mean, granted, she might not want to do it because she doesn't want the the limelight and the fame because she just does it for fun, right? But here's your chance to kind of your own little spotlight, yeah. But the thing is, is that there's so many cosplayers at any given
0: convention that you yeah. could, you know, if somebody goes, you know what, I really don't want to be in this. Or what do you call it? And they go, okay, no, the next one.
1: Or what about the guy we met that was dressed as the the Jedi? Yeah. You know what? He was badass looking Wait, Mace Windu. Badass. And he also does a, a, a Morpheus. I would have loved this in the Morpheus. Yeah. Wait, dude, you do Morpheus? Go change real quick. Right. Because I would have loved this in it because the moment he said Morpheus, I went, yeah. Yeah. You just went, holy shit, that works. Right. Like, To me, that's a good cosplayer when you find a character that you can embody because you do look like them. Right. But I also like the ones who take their own stance on stuff where they kind of, like, maybe gender bend it a little bit. Where a girl will take, like, Superman. Instead of being Supergirl, she'll be, like, Superboy or something. Right. Or the one guy we met that went with the Wonderboy. Yeah. You know? It's just like there's so many different things and so many different avenues. Now, I do know on YouTube there was a channel that did talk to Ivy and did, but it was like two or three minutes to kind of like, hey, I'm a cosplayer, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it wasn't like, let's follow you. It was like sit down, have an interview, like two, three minutes of video, and then post it on the internet. Right. You know, on YouTube. Yeah. And Sony, I think, was one of them too. And I watched hers and I watched Ivy's because I know those girls. Right. But like the kitty young girl... Who does the Arkham... I don't know if she does the circuit. Like, I don't know if she does Comic-Cons. Right. Or if she just does New York, because yeah. she lives in New York. Yeah. You know?
0: But i was saying, that would be like a local flavor. Right. Right, kind of thing. And you could, you know, if she's willing to do it, just to get like 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. You know, and she goes, oh, you know, I got 100,000 <coughs> likes now on my Facebook page, because, you know, I'm doing this Play. Maybe I'll turn this into a career. Maybe I'll get a booth and start signing autographs.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's how I... Pretty much, we're having Ivy. Yeah. You know, it was like one day, bam, she hits. Let's just try it. And again, let's just try it out. And she's kind of making a small business. And she said that she uses the money that she makes to fund making another costume. Right. So she doesn't make, I don't think she makes a lot, but she makes enough to support her hobby. Right. Her passion. You know, Yaya has turned her hobby into a, her passion into a hobby and into a business. Yes. So maybe that's not what Ivy wants to do but she can do that through the cosplaying right I, I agree I think it should have been done like that and a lot of cosplayers were, felt that same way too believe it or not it was right. just like there's so many other more people out there way more guys than this guy wants to think right there's other women out there and there's other people who do like groups like to go they go to children's hospitals you know right. like like you're not focusing on the good or, or the lifestyle right you're just focusing on the the competition,
0: Right, you're going to focus on seven girls, five to seven girls, every week, whether they're going to be there or not, because some of them weren't there. Yeah, like was,
1: Ricky, she wasn't on there, but right. who knows, maybe next week she will be, and Jessie won't be there, because maybe they're going to Chicago. Right. You know. And
0: that's the thing, and you'll follow the other girls, and it's just like, and then they'll, oh, I'm going to do this costume, I'm so worried about this, and blah, 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 and you're like, I really don't care. Right. You know, because it's like, like just because you're making this costume, I mean, you want to wonder about the pitfalls of making some of these complicated costumes sure. but you want other things as well like how did you get into this or yeah. you know those kind of things like get the story you know get the get that kind of information because that's like the, the kind of like that's the
1: the human interest story sorry, is right, what drives what it, yeah. it w- is what drives a person because what if like okay I'm not a cosplayer I granted my favorite ho- my, Halloween is my favorite holiday yeah I would dress up occasionally I do have body image t- issues believe it or not I do Because I used to like dressing like the crow, yeah. But you know, Brandon Lee's crow. But then, because I got the gut now, I feel like I'm the fat crow going, "Yeah, I came back from the dead, and all I do is eat Cheetos." (laughs) Like, you know, yeah, I know the whole love, my love, and I die, and I come back from the dead, and uh, you know what? She's dead. (laughs) I come back to avenge the killers, and I did that, and I'm taking my time. I don't want to miss my shows. (laughs) So yeah, I ate a little Ben and Jerry's and some Doritos. (laughs) go figure you know I, I wear the duct tape to just keep the outfit on you know keep it close that's all yeah that's all I do it for I gotta go true bloods on yeah true bloods on don't dude. I, you know I can't miss an episode that's why I'm glad I came back from the dead I'll avenge my girl my lover I got plenty of time for them. I'm dead I'm not going anywhere it's not like they gave me a time what you know until then I'm gonna watch my show <laughs> There's always time for vengeance. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, like get like get those people. Those people who do have the body issues who use that man, like the human interest story. Yeah, like to me that makes a better show, right? Versus the standard. Oh, we're gonna throw you guys and compete because we think it's people want to see people want to see the bickering and see the arguments. And I'm like, what if it's not like that?
0: Like, <laughs> You could still get the bickering and arguments between people that are trying to build costumes just to walk the floor. Yeah. You know? You
1: know, it's just, it's like, like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of in the community were just like, the show's making us look bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a shame. a shame,
0: yeah. Well, that's the but way it is. Yeah,
1: but now here's the question. Yeah. Are you going to still watch the show?
0: <sighs> that's a tough one. Um... I'm, I'm definitely going to try and catch the next week just to see, to follow up on it. And then if it's not as good, I'm probably going to just dwindle away from it. And
1: just yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I'm like, I'll fill out like a couple more episodes and maybe I'll let it fall by the wayside.
0: Yeah, because that's what it's going to feel like. I think it's not gonna. probably going to be canceled before the season. Plus,
1: shows. was also on late, too. I mean, was that because of face-off?
0: Yeah, they had a special face-off an hour and a half uh, because of the vets versus the... Newbies right. Type thing. Okay, yeah, it was the first episode. Yeah. So they,
1: they did the 10.30 to 11.30 show for the Cures of Cosplay. I'm hoping that maybe they change that time. I think it's
0: 10 to 11 now is the, the new time. For okay. It. So, I mean, it's it's on in a better time. But like I said, though, I don't... And like, to me, time slops don't matter because I will DVR it. Like, I DVR right. it tonight because it's on tonight when we're recording this. And I'll watch it in my own time. But it's just like if it's something... Not interesting. I'll probably not even DVR it anymore.
1: Or you wait till I come over for movie night and go, let's watch that cosplay show again before we watch a movie. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Let's see how it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bitch and bitch, bitch and moan, bitch and moan. Yep, just like last week. Yeah. Nothing
0: (laughs) new. Nothing exciting.
1: All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll call it a night.
0: Yes. And, uh, well... We do want to mention the fact that uh, we're going to be live now on Sunday nights yes. on AquanetRadio.com.
1: gangsters has moved to AquanetRadio.com. Sunday nights from 7 to 10. Yes. 7 to 10, roughly. You know, it starts at
0: 7, and we'll see how far it goes. Yeah.
1: We, we aim for 10 o'clock. We try to give you a three-hour show with a couple music breaks in there. It might go two and a half hours. It might go two, depending on what kind of content we feel like throwing at you. Right. But it will be live, so... All our fuck ups are going to be there, yes. so that's always fun. <laughs> and then what we're going to do is, for the people who can't listen to us live, we're going to take that live show and cut it in, break it into segmented podcasts.
0: So that way you can have time to listen on your own time and only get like maybe like an hour. You know, it's like oh, I'll listen to one episode now, in a couple of days I got another hour. I'll throw uh, episode two in.
1: And it's like two. for the person who's in England, who's like five hours ahead. Our 7 o'clock is there 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, so I know there's not going to be going tuning in. But in case you, we don't want you to miss anything. So That's why we're taking the podcast. We're taking the live show and breaking into podcasts. Yes. So everyone wins.
0: Yes. It's a win-win situation for everybody, I hope.
1: Yes. But, okay. but you can still catch us, you know, again, AquanetRadio.com. Yes. Don't forget the .com because it is an internet radio. AquanetRadio.com. Sunday nights, 7 to 10. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Uh, replays, whenever they feel like replaying it. Right. Because I do know that they throw us back in the loop at some point. Okay. But they also, you know, we also are going to take the podcast, break it down, and post it on our, our iTunes page, our Facebook page, page. and our web page. Right. You know, so if you guys have any kind of questions you want to ask us, we will be taking live phone calls and stuff like that. Right. So gear up those Comments.
0: Yes, yes, we'll be we'll be giving the phone number on the show live, so we don't have the phone number now if we would give it, but we don't have it, but we will have it live, and uh, definitely you can call in on our regular phone and and let us know what you think. Or, yes,
1: and then when you hear the podcast, you'll obviously hear the phone number, right? So that way you can kind of like for next Sunday, you know, since we will be doing it consecutively every Sunday, Sunday right? That's our new time slot. Ooh, sounds all professional. You can then call in, even if you are like in England, you can kind of be like, oh, it's midnight. I'm going to call in and watch these guys. You know, pip, pip, cheerio. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> you got up, you stayed up late for that? Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We got, we got people. Up. We got a fan. We got a fan. We got people losing sleep for goes of us. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week. Well, if you want to
0: contact Sean and anything we ever talk about or want to ask him questions, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com.
1: Or you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can always go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And you can also add aquanetradio.com on their Facebook page and like them too as well. Yes. And let them know what do you think of us.
0: And on that
2: note, <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs>